0: It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the mountain state. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling.
1: And we welcome you to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on this Friday, January the 19th, 2018. A week in West Virginia where (laughs) there, quite frankly, weren't very many basketball (laughs) games played. Uh, We've been... uh, Just thawing out a little bit here uh, throughout the uh, majority of the Mountain State. Ryan Eppley alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. Happy to have you tonight along with us on the program. And with fear of sounding like Steve Harvey before every family feud, which by the way, Steve Harvey of West Virginia. um, Exactly. We got a good one for you tonight. I don't know how he always says that and knows that because the game hasn't started yet theoretically at the beginning of the show. But we do have a great show for you tonight. Let's put it this way. I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm hanging in there. I had actually originally been like, you know what? I'm not feeling well. I think I'll take I'll take tonight off. I'll gather myself up and just kind of work on getting myself better for next weekend, and be ready to go then. <laughs> and then I saw the guest list, and I was like, I can't miss this. Yeah. I got to be there. I so mean,
2: it. this is like an Oprah special. I mean, we got great guests coming tonight, including Coach Governor, as we called him last
1: week, or Governor Coach, as yes, we will have uh, the governor of the state of West Virginia. Coach Jim Justice a little bit later on tonight in the program and uh, Joe, welcome back. Good to be back. I tell you we go a week without Joe and it's like, <laughs> feels like it's been two weeks. And my
3: it. game even got canceled last week, so it was double sure disappointing. You know,
2: so uh, but you did say uh, you you hung in there and, and listened to us. I did. I watched did. I watched, the, watched
3: the biggest part of the show That's last right. week. It's it's hard being on the other end, but yeah. I
1: enjoyed it. And it is the fastest three hours. It, it is. It fastest realized, three hours every week, fastest three hours in radio. And
2: realize, Ryan, that that uh, night, you know, we had several games played. And that was the last night <laughs> in the last week we've had a significant number of basketball games played until
1: tonight. Well, I, I actually spoke with Wayne High School coach uh, – or I didn't speak with him directly, but uh, hearing from Wayne High School boys coach Sam Kokenauer this week – they hadn't picked up a ball since Thursday of last wow. week because of the county's no play, no play, no practice rule, which is kind of new to Wayne County yeah. as then they just started it in the middle of this season. <laughs> so it's one of those situations where you know they then amended it a little bit to where Fridays you can go play a road game, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, uh, there are a lot of schools and a lot of coaches and a lot of players who are in that exact same boat. Uh, sometimes we bring up the examples of what we know, but we also know that Many of you are going through that as well. Joe, um, before we get into the scores, because we are here to celebrate high school basketball and go through uh, you know, the games that are being played tonight, it's the first night in a, like, basically a week. There's been a full night of, of, of basketball played, but um, just a few games have been played over the course of the past week. Uh, I guess the, the main question for you right now is, I mean, how, did, how were things in Boone County over the course of the past Five days because you go from having a federal holiday on Monday to snow on Tuesday. Well, at least we had school today. There you go.
3: (laughs) I know Wayne County was out today. I was kind of surprised about that.
1: They
2: were.
3: But, uh, you know, you was talking about those kids that have not been in the gym. I was listening to the beginning of the Nitro-Champville broadcast tonight. Kanawha County has a policy: no school, no practice, no nothing. Even though you know some of the other counties around will allow you to practice, if you know, you know, up to the coaches.
1: And, and that's obviously a county by county call, right. and uh, everybody knows that their county faces its own separate and unique challenges uh, from a geographical standpoint. And, and Bill, it's a, also a situation where, uh, yes, there are a few city schools within the state of West Virginia, but not many. Most of those, no. most of these schools are having kids coming from uh, rural areas yeah. that are on uh, untreated two-lane roads, if that. Sometimes, and yeah, you imagine tricky.
2: what some of the rural counties are dealing with. Uh, uh, the one I always look at, and because I like to go visit Pocahontas County, I love it there. And, and that is such a huge county. And I just, it always just boggles my mind that those kids from all over that county have to go to that one school outside of Marlinton there and have to bus down there. And just imagine trying to get buses in the bad weather that they experience quite often in Pocahontas County. And I just use that as, as an example. And there are a lot of other counties like Pocahontas County in the state. And you can understand why they don't get buses out. You can understand why they don't have school. And And to be fair, Probably shouldn't be playing basketball if you're not having school. Probably the two-thirds section, east
3: section of the state is pretty much in that same situation. True. I mean, you run up, you know, the Highlands from Bluefield right on up through Nicholas County and right on up to the you know northern eastern Panhandle.
1: Well, we've got a lot of games going on tonight. The Hatfield McCoy shootout is in progress in Williamson. They haven't even started the late game yet. That's what's fantastic <laughs> yeah. about that, and uh, it's always a fun. Uh, time down there. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but first, we know you are here for scores, and it's time for our first check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Go to the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com score. Bill, we'll turn you loose with the boys' scores. All right, let's hit the boys' scores real quick.
2: Here, uh, we do have a few finals. First off, the uh, Independence Patriots a big win tonight over the Valley Greyhounds by a score of forty nine twenty four. Let's see. I me. Mean, that's girls' score. That's a girls' grab. there we go. I'm 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 up now. All right, here we go. In the uh, Hatfield McCoy shootout, we start off with scores from there. Uh, Ambassador Christian gets a 60 to 50 win over Phelps, Kentucky. Uh, Wyoming East beats Tulsa 87 41. Also in the uh, Hatfield McCoy shootout, uh, halftime score: Mingo Central two point lead over Johnson Central 27 25. Steubenville. Catholic uh, this evening defeats Madonna Blue Dawn 72-46 North Marion 51-49 uh, winner over Liberty Harrison game just completed uh, big one uh, in the Cardinal Conference it was Chapmanville going into Nitro to knock off the Wildcats 73-63 will be to kill and 24 for Chapmanville in that one End of the third quarter score. Uh, we are losing to Brooke, 46 38. A halftime score Bridgeport 45, Phillip Barber 35. Also halftime Charleston Catholic, a 29 27 lead over the Oak Hill Red Devils. A really good game there. Also, end of three Elkins 38, uh, East Fairmont 36. Final, Summers County beats Fayetteville, 70-55, a halftime score. Hedgesville, a 10-point lead over Spring Mill, 37-27. Final, uh, Wheeling Park beats John Marshall up uh, in the northern panhandle, 57-54. 60-54 win over the Lincoln County Panthers over the Man Hillbillies. Actually, that's an end of third county score. Uh, we do have a final on uh, Logan. Big win at the Fieldhouse tonight down at Willie Acres Arena beating uh, Winfield 62-53. Into three, Martinsburg trailing Musselman. Kind of a surprise there, 52-40. Another halftime score, it was uh, Parkersburg South uh, leading Warren Local 27-21. A couple more finals, Ravenswood 80, Point Pleasant 44. It was Parkersburg over Ripley 85-36. And Bluefield beats Shady Spring 49-42. Joe, will let you give all five
1: girls scores, man. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Thank
3: you, sir. It was the Independence Patriots with a win tonight over Valley Fayette, 49-24. St. Joe, the Irish, uh, defeated Bullet East Kentucky by a score of 78-58. Uh, Paige Shy was with 26 points. Dina Gerald adding 18 for St. Joe. In another final, Wheeling Central defeats the Charleston Catholic Irish, 38-29. The Big Reds of Parkersburg pull off a win over the Hurricane Redskins, 63-44. And in another final, the the Morgantown Mohegans defeats the university in a crosstown battle there in Morgantown, 51-42. And the uh, Morgantown ended the game on an 8-1 run. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball
1: Night.com scoreboard. Thank you very much. And as you noticed, uh, a night full of scores. We know a result of the game, but we don't have the score yet. Lawrence County, Kentucky, did defeat the Tulsa girls tonight in a very close game over in Louisa. Short trip for uh, Coach Rick Marone's ball club, but uh, it was a forty-two thirty-eight was the final in that one. That uh, Lawrence County got the win, and still uh, a struggle uh, for uh, Coach. uh, Around and his girls this year. But they're still fighting. They're fighting. That was a good game right down to the wire. And uh, unfortunately for the Lady Rebels, they come up short tonight in that one. So, uh, like I said, a lot of games going on tonight. There have been more than 350 games postponed in the state of West Virginia because of weather. Um, So, I want to say real quick before we go to the phone lines. Um, big thank you to our staff behind the scenes who keep Absolutely. up with that as best they can. No one puts more work into it than they do uh, to try to keep up with the schedules. Um, it's, it's hard enough to keep up with the schedules when they're all played as scheduled. and uh, But then when you're talking about doing all these uh, rescheduled games, they do a fantastic job of that. Uh, we do the very best we can with basketballnight.com, so you can always go there and check on the schedules. And um, those are, to the best of our knowledge, if you see something that's wrong, let us know. We'll fix it. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's that simple. We're not too proud to say we need help. Anyway, uh, but, uh, but, again, those guys uh, behind the scenes do just a fantastic job of that. They really are the, uh, the heartbeat of the show in a lot of ways. And, Ryan, we were talking uh, just before we went on the air, uh, all these –
2: cancellations are going to lead most likely to a really busy February for teams and uh, we're looking at teams in many cases probably facing three games in a week four games in a week I've seen it all right a couple of years ago it happened
1: I mean uh, let's be honest you're going to have teams that if the weather holds okay are going to play eight games in two weeks yeah. I mean that's going to be uh, a sprint here coming up but you know speaking of a lot of games at once I don't know if there's a better place to be right now than the Williamson Fieldhouse for the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. Just kind of park yourself there for the day and (laughs) watch basketball all day. That's not a bad life whatsoever. Mark Witt joins us now on the program. and um, Mark, I know you obviously have a lot to do with uh, putting the Hatfield-McCoy shootout together. Uh, Still in day one and uh, some good games today, some good matchups as always, and um, just uh, an opportunity for anyone who wants to to just go sit and you know not have to deal with this cold weather, just sit out and watch some basketball.
4: Well, you guys are so right. Uh, it's been a <laughs> been a great day here, you know, and uh, we really appreciate Jeff Simpkins Law Office uh, for sponsoring this event for our kids. Uh, as you know, we got twenty teams from uh, from from three states in here: West Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee, and five of those games for today. And uh, and 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 your your co- cohort there. Uh, Fred Dameron we couldn't do it without him and uh, and with the blessing of the Wimpson Park Board and the historical Field Fieldhouse here where my brother worked at many a year and uh, they've done a really good job on uh, sprucing this place up and I had a coach from Wyoming County come in Wyoming East had been trying to get in this thing for quite some time and you know, refereed a lot of his games when he was at uh, when he was in school up the Wyoming County and uh, he walked in and he said, you know, this is the first time I've been in this venue. And he said, well, what a place for a high school basketball game. And I said, yeah. He said, put me down both nights next year, Friday and Saturday. Wow. So uh, it's, uh, we, we've got good crowds. i uh, got a heck of a ball game going on right now with uh, Mingo Central and, John, and Johnson Central. Uh, last year, Johnson Central, uh, I got Mingo Central. And this is a rematch. And Mingo's up right now probably about eight points here in the in fourth quarter.
3: And you still got and another uh, game to go after this one.
4: Oh, we do. We got Tug Valley and Believe Academy. Uh Tug Valley's small and probably the hardest uh hardest working team as far as playing effort out there that I've seen all year long and believe uh I think they got one kid on a roster under six three. They're they're huge. Uh these guys are all juniors too, and they're coached by, by a guy who went to school with me at 1, Randy Casey, and he coached over Belford, Kentucky. But uh in our first game today, uh Ambassador B. Phelps and then uh, we had Wyoming East against Tulsa and Wyoming East was uh, victorious in that game, and then a shocker in the third game at 6.30 tonight. We had uh, Sheldon Clark, who starts two eighth graders, uh, two ninth graders, and my understanding, a junior. And uh, we got the big 16 kid at uh, Huggins, and everybody is, uh, is high on and Mark Klein. And uh, they, they got uh, upset tonight by Scott. Scott ended up beating almost 30 points. And then uh, we have this game going on right now, and uh, – and then we have Believe Academy in Tug Valley. It'll be our last game at 9.30, and we are running on time here at the Fieldhouse. So, and Beaver, be remiss to say uh, we've, we've got about eight or nine college coaches from Wesleyan to Pikeville here tonight. Mark lines up from uh, Marshall. Just uh, It's a blessing for these kids, an opportunity to be seen on that next level, You know, maybe hopefully get their schools paid for.
2: Boy, Mark's got to just be feeling memory lane there tonight, uh, Mark. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I will ask you um, – uh, it just seems like you were able to get all your games in, and, and no one got hit by the uh, no play uh, or no school no play rule tonight.
4: Right, we had one county there that we thought we were going to be affected. and I get the superintendent to call, and he and I go back a long way. He used to uh, coach when uh, when I was officiate. Well, I still officiate, but uh, and just you know, I explained the situation to him. He said, "There's no problem. It's after two p.m., so they're 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 able to come." Oh, good. And. Uh, and, you know, tomorrow's a big day here. I mean, like you said, you know, people can come and go. They get eight eight bucks to get you in, hand stamp, come and go all day long, what you want to do. Go eat to restaurants, go look at the historical sites. And we have eight games uh, lined up here tomorrow, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, so, uh got some good basketball tomorrow. You got some really good D1 players out here on the floor. Uh got Glasgow coming in, playing South Charleston. You got uh, Phelps and Mann, East Ridge and Tulsa. Uh, Jillian playing Believe Academy. Uh, they've been wanting to play for three or four years, and finally get to go at it. Spring Valley down your way. He's got up West Side. He's got a nice ball club. Five thirty got an excellent ball game of Belford Pirates and the uh, Logan Wildcats at seven p.m. You got the Tug Valley Panthers taking on Scott. They used to play every year during the regular season. Don't play anymore, so that's a good good chance for those two teams to get together. And then our night cap tomorrow night would be Sheldon Clark against Bingo Central. So uh, it's just an exciting day here. It's good for our community. Uh, it's good for this field house to have these type of crowds because you know back in the old Wimpson and Logan days and Winston Mate one days they would pack this thing out. But, uh, and then Huntington would come up. So uh yeah. now you get to relive some memories. You get to see all the old coaches who are retired here. My former coaches here today, and uh, just you know, just talking about the battles that we had here in, in this in this place. Uh. A lot of history in this field house, from Jerry West uh, to, you know, I guess Mark Klein, Anthony Strather, and all that bunch. But uh, you start naming names, you make people mad.
1: You left me out, Coach. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, we know you've got a lot of basketball still to be played tonight and a good game going on right now. We'll let you get back to that. But we greatly appreciate you taking your time out to talk with us. And uh, I'll say this on your behalf. I think you'll be okay with me saying this as well. Any coaches out there listening, if you get a chance – Try to get in this event at yeah. least once, at least once do yeah. it. It, it. It's, it's, it's definitely it something is. that's worth your while. Six,
4: it is. 16 years running, and, uh, you know, we just continue to grow. we we got more teams wanting to come than we can accommodate, but uh, we're always looking for good teams who want to come up and uh, showcase their talent and, uh, and and visit the Hatfield-McCoy area up here and, and look at, make it an educational trip for these kids. So, uh, And we really appreciate you guys on uh, Basketball Friday night promoting this and letting people know Uh, there's been several people walk through the door and said they listened to the show last uh, last Friday on my way back from uh, my ball game at Westside and uh, and there's a reason they're here so you know what you guys are doing uh, there's not a dollar value you can do not only for for an event like this but but for our kids in the state of West Virginia so I, I really appreciate what you guys do
1: we appreciate you as well that's Mark Witt of the Hatfield McCoy shootout going on right now at the Williamson Fieldhouse We thank him so much for joining us tonight. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we will continue on our venture of a week with very little basketball, but we'll also relive a couple of games that were played where some teams that were highly thought of went down to defeat. We'll talk about that when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return
5: in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit BasketballNight.com. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Ds, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, and Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. And tonight you'll meet a new Standout Athlete of the Week. If you have someone remarkable on your team or an athlete that made an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night. We select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, BasketballNight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at BasketballNight.com. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Give us a call, toll-free, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, and a shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Cassie Wright, Lee Davis, Chris Way, Clayton B., Linda C. Gray, Jane Neely, Jackie Sun, Rick Bailey, and Lauren Fields. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Join us.
5: Says high school basketball's home for the Mountain State basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now back to your hosts Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling.
1: Nine twenty on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia—the warmest day we've had all week. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, it's, it's going to get warmer tomorrow oh, and Sunday. I remember how excited I was about noon today when. The temperature got above freezing. It was yep. fantastic. And, um, you know, we joke around about this. We'll talk a lot more about our, uh, some of the games that have gone on this week. And two, two games that happened back on Monday really stick out to me. We'll talk about those more in depth in just a moment. But um, as many of you know, I work overnights. So I go into work about midnight. And um, I remember just, you know, this morning going into work and you know, you know finally not as cold right it was 17 <laughs> I mean <laughs> it, it, yes. it, I
2: mean it, it was a relief compared to the single digit temperatures from the two nights
1: previous yeah and to, to tie this all together though that puts a lot of strain on heating systems in schools and in gymnasiums so we know that a lot of you know it's been a, it's been an uphill battle for a lot of uh, schools over the past week to uh, get get their days in and um be able to you know, heat the school and heat their uh, gymnasiums to have practice even for for that cause as well. But um, just wanted to go back a little bit earlier this week. You know, we've talked on this program throughout the course of the year about the Wyoming East girls team and how they were off to and are off to a spectacular start to their season. And you know, we're we're about the halfway point. we we're, we're beyond the start of the season. They're having a great season. Um, they were nationally ranked by max preps in the top 100. Yeah. Um, you know, you can argue about the validity of a max preps ranking, and that's fine. But um, it's just, what you take from that is not the number beside the name. It's that someone thinks they're good, and they're right. They are good. Uh, Wowing East went to Parkersburg and was beaten soundly Monday. Yeah, And um, Parkersburg's girls, obviously um, – a team that we we haven't talked about a whole lot specifically at this point uh, this year. That's one that, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, we need to do a little bit better job of. And uh, we, we, ta- we kind of audit ourselves throughout the course of the week sometimes is, right. uh, you know, who who are we not talking about out there that's, that's having a good year? And uh, that just brought to mind that, you know, we really haven't talked a lot about the girls at Parkersburg High School and the job that they've been doing. They have a new coach this year. Um, and, and they are, you know, last year I thought they were really good. And they didn't quite get as far as what they wanted to. But this year, 8-2 uh, and two now, winners of three consecutive games. And um, the Big Reds, though, uh, you know, like I said, they're having a good year and, and certainly are deserving of – at least uh, being talked about here on the program. They have wins over Waterford, Ohio. Huntington, who's trying to rebuild itself, but Wheeling Park is a good team. Uh, they beat Riverside by uh, 38 earlier this year. Uh, did lose by 27 to Cannon upshur We all know Buchanan upshur is really good. And, and the thing about girls basketball, and I think you guys have followed it closely enough to agree with me, and Joe, I'll, I'll pose this question to you more, than, more so in, in this regard, Girls basketball can be tricky in that two good teams can play, and if one team plays well, they will beat the other by a lot, and they could play the next night and have the exact opposite um, uh, result. And it seems like in girls basketball you can get those wild swings perhaps a little bit more than boys.
3: You know, I've noticed that in the past, and, and you wonder why. I guess it's just the complexity of the makeup I, and i hate and i'm not trying to be a, a sexist but the, you know the females i mean and how they react to situations and so forth i know it seems like girls get a little more frustrated quicker than maybe the boys do and and that may be part of it as well but uh you know you're right i've seen it happen before back-to-back nights and you know it'd be you know 20.1
1: night and 20 point swing the other way the next night now to tie this back in also though and I'll save you here a little bit, Joe. I'll throw you the life right after. <laughs> Thank you. Girls are way more mature than boys are. In well, that's high true school. too. That's, yeah, but um, you know, you just never know what's uh, what you're going to get. I think the consistency seems to be uh, varying at times. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of girls teams in our state require or rely on their defense to turn teams over and create easy baskets. And if they don't get those, maybe they don't shoot well one night. Other team takes care of the ball and all of a sudden you've got a 15 point spread in a game that would normally be one you would think would go down to the wire but um, so you know I just wanted to bring that up Parkersburg did win that game uh, they also beat Parkersburg south uh, back on uh, December 30th so uh, that's a team to keep an eye on they beat Wyoming East by 18 though 69 51 and Bill I know that the MSAC is rugged I know there are many people that, that felt that this Wyoming East team might be the best team, regardless of class. They yeah. still might be, but that night they weren't, and it just shows that any given night in West Virginia, you have to bring your A game, or you will get beat and perhaps beaten soundly. Exactly, and I'm,
2: I'm like uh, Joe. It seems like there's this, this certain nights that some people got it, some people don't, and and and, and that's the the consistency. I know. Causes coaches to pull hair out because there the, just there's just no there's no consistency and uh, but that, that is surprisingly how soundly wyoming East lost now I mean Parkersburg they have had a very tough program in AAA over the years they 've been very representative a lot a lot of state tournament appearances, but you just didn 't see this coming with wyoming east
1: and let 's go right back to the phone lines right now as our buddy chris kid WVOW radio in Logan. Logan and Winfield played tonight. You know, earlier this week, actually go back to Saturday, Winfield had a big win, handing Nitro their first loss of the season. Logan, on the other hand, was kind of reeling a little bit. Wildcats haven't been playing well. Tonight, Willie Acres Arena, Wildcats beat the Generals because that's how basketball works in the state any given night. Uh, Chris Kid joins us now on the program. and uh, Chris, this was a... You knew Logan wouldn't stay down long. They weren't playing well. And there's always that line of where do they stop playing, you know, not up to expectations, and then where do they reach expectations. And tonight, that was the type of effort that I think most people thought you would get from Logan night in, night out this year.
7: Yeah, and the fact they had lost three straight games in a row and then went to double overtime with Polka, who's been struggling this year, and we're able to eat that out by one point. You know, I think a lot of people were curious, you know, is this a team that's just starting to regress? Are they not going to get any better than this? And, you know, in the first quarter of the game tonight, it kind of looked like that was the case. Again, they were taking some tough jumpers. Uh, Again, it's a Winfield team that's only allowed over 60 points one time this year. That uh, down a wild in the east and now tonight they did but Logan was down fifteen to nine, then all of a sudden in the second quarter they picked up the pace. They played stronger defense and they took the lead in the half. Then Winfield came on the third and they got the lead back. But it was the fourth quarter where Logan started to pull away. And David Early just went off in the fourth quarter. He had twenty nine in the game. He had seventeen in the fourth quarter, which really helped Logan get away with that win. And I, I think that was a just a huge win to turn the season around for them after they gotten that west side win a few weeks earlier. And, uh, you know, after those, that tough two- or three-week stretch, I think Logan now feels like maybe they're starting to get a little bit of momentum heading towards the, uh, the meat of their schedule here in the middle part.
1: And Logan needed a win, and uh, they, they got it. And, you know, hadn't, hadn't been playing up to par, but I know that there are obviously factors involved in that that go beyond uh, what you see on a, on, a, you know, just on a scoreboard, so to speak. So uh, Logan now with that win over Winfield tonight, they turn around right around tomorrow. They're in the Hatfield McCoy shootout the Williamson Fieldhouse against Belfry, Kentucky. That will be a good game. Um, for those who don't know, Belfry, Kentucky is actually located less than a mile and a half from Williamson uh, on the Kentucky side, so it's a, it's a lot shorter trip for the yeah. Pirates over there don't to the rock. Williamson Fieldhouse. <laughs> but, um, you know, Logan playing a game in the Williamson Fieldhouse. Chris, there's something special about that.
7: Oh, it is. I mean, if you go in there, like in the the battles of the field house, you can still find uh, a couple of old pictures from back in the nineteen seventies. Uh, whenever Logan played some of those uh, just monumental games, uh, where it was packed. Still remember my father, you know, telling me about a lot of the games. Still remember he told me one about uh, one of Logan's players breaking the backboard uh, in the pregame in dunk line, and then they had to wait an extra hour to get another uh, basket in there to play. And uh, you know, it just conjures up a lot of. Uh, a lot of old fun memories for a lot of people, and it, to, to be honest, that is actually my favorite place to go and announce a game at. I mean, think it's feel the history there, and uh, it, it's so cool that we still have those tournaments there. I'm going to basically be living there tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm just uh, there, I'm you know, I'm doing a uh, man versus Phelps, Kentucky at 10 a.m. I'm doing Logan and Beltry at five o'clock, and then me and your boy over there, Joe Limville we're going to be there. We're getting the band together
3: tomorrow
7: night <laughs> for Tug Valley Scott. I'm excited. Are you
3: excited, Chuck? Um, absolutely. Oh, it's what I was getting ready to say, that uh, you'll pretty much be camped out uh, at the at the field house tomorrow. Some good games today and looking forward for a whole slate of games again tomorrow.
7: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be tearing up the concession stands. I'm going to take out everybody's <laughs> winter seats. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna be all over that place tomorrow. They're gonna have to throw me. I don't know. I may not be there by the time you get there. They to
1: have me out by then. You know, I was just getting ready to say we may need to call Mark Whitback and make sure that they have the concessions like excessively well stocked because Chris Kidd's coming to do some damage tomorrow.
7: Uh, I, I'm going to. I'm going to the ATM for right over there. <laughs> Every cash straight
3: up. <laughs> back to tonight's game, real quick. Uh, Winfield really looks strong uh, in that third quarter. Your thoughts on it as, as you know, Coach uh, Green got his team settled down and, and, like you said, Logan pulled it out in the fourth quarter?
7: Yeah, and a lot of that's due to Braden McGrew. I mean, they're a very senior laden team. Uh, got to see them. They played Chapmanville in the regional final last year and kept that close for a while before Chapmanville pulled away, but. I mean, McGrew, he, he may not be the quickest kid on the court, but he's so shifty, he, he's able to create. So if he had 25 tonight on his own and uh, really dominated that game in the first and third quarter, and he can run that offense uh, soundly for them, it's just winfield they really kind of got into Logan's game in the, in late in the third quarter where things got a little help Skelter. It was more of a back-and-forth game. They couldn't really set up their defense or offense the way they wanted to. And I feel like if Chris Stevens had a chance to do that game again, he'll he'd definitely do it. Uh, a little bit different than what, uh, what had gone on. and uh, They may get a chance to see Logan again. I think tonight, you know, with Logan and Winfield and then Chapmanville and Mitro, which is also a really good game for a long time, we were watching that on our phones with video productions, and, you know, Chapmanville was able to eat that game out. I mean, those could be two games that uh, could be a preview of the regional final matchups go to the state tournament here in about
1: a month and a half. Chris Kidd, WVOW Radio. Thanks so much for calling. Sorry I didn't come through for you on the meal there a couple of weeks ago, but I promised you I wouldn't, so it's not like I said I would. So it's all good. <laughs>
7: hey, get, yeah, no no apologies for telling me the truth. That's fine. There I'm you gonna, go. I'm going to make it up tomorrow at the field house. Get you a good night's sleep
3: and get ready for tomorrow.
1: Oh, I'll be ready for you, Joe. You guys be careful. <laughs> All right. That's good. WBW Radio. Logan beats Winfield tonight at the Willie Acres Arena at the Logan Fieldhouse. We'll step aside, take a break, come back. We will have a scoreboard update as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. This is Break 2 along the Fast Break Sports Network.
5: Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports
6: Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu. Slash S O J M C. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night Scoreboard. Many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night. We'll tell you about all of our radio affiliates later, but you can go to BasketballNight.com to our affiliates page at the bottom of BasketballNight.com and you can find the station nearest you. You can also watch us on our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com just click to watch. On Facebook Live, go to RSN Sports Facebook page to watch us on Facebook Live. And we're on Periscope. we on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. And on cable, if you have Sudden Link, we're on SuddenLink's Network West Virginia, statewide. And in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia.
5: Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell,
1: Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.35 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. Happy to have you along with us here on... I lost track... Six, seven shows. seven? This is week seven. Week seven, yeah. And uh, out of 15, which means that at 10.30 next Friday night, we'll be halfway through the season <laughs> again. And it's just incredible how that goes. Marching our but,
2: way to the postseason, yeah. really. <laughs>
1: right. And, and the thing is, when we say halfway through the season, we literally mean we go right up until semifinal Friday night of the Boys State tournament. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's two weeks beyond sectional tournament play. So uh, we're, we're closing in on that. Yeah. I mean, girls' sectional tournament play comes up in, you know, about a, about a month now, and uh, the boys start the, the next the next week. Yep. Yeah, so um, we are not too far away from all of that. But we know you are here to get scores. We've got a lot of them, a lot of games being played throughout the state of West Virginia tonight. So it's time for another check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. <laughs>
3: Looking at scores on the boys' side across the great state of West Virginia. And the West Virginia hometown Invitational, it was Pocahontas over Work County, 71-54. Also in that same tournament, Ritchie County over Doddridge County, 75-69. From Williamson in the Hatfield-McCoy shootout, it was Ambassador Christian picking up the win over Phelps-Kentucky 60-50. Wyoming East pick up the win tonight in that tournament over Tulsa 87 54. It was in. Uh, now we have a final. Mingo Central has defeated Johnson City in the uh, late game there, where there's still one more to go in that uh, Half McCoy shootout. The Miners win it by a score of 66 46. Steubenville, Ohio, defeated the Madonna Blue Don 72 46. It was Oak Glen over East Liverpool 58 50. The uh, North Marion Huskies defeat uh, Liberty Harrison tonight, 51-49. It was a uh, tight one there in Nitro tonight. Chattonville Tigers pick up the win, knock off the Nitro Wildcats, 73-63. Avina Kittlin, 24 points to lead the Tigers. At the end of third quarter, it's the Brook Bruins over Weir, 46-38. And another final. Philip Barber picks up, an, or I'm sorry, it's Bridgeport over Phillip Barber tonight, 83-70. Buchanan Upshur picks the win up over Robert C. Byrd, 67-51. Charleston Catholic at the half leads Oak Hill 29-27. It was East Fairmont over Elkins tonight 63-53. Fairmont Senior picks up another big win 74-42 over the Lincoln Cougars. Summers County victorious over Fayetteville 70-55. And a final Grafton picks up a five-point win over Preston 57-52. In a game that was supposed to be a good one, it was. It was Hedgesville picking up the win tonight over Spring Mills, 59-58. Cameron, the Red Dragons, over 177 31 Mercer Christian picks up a win over Independence, 60-55. Wheeling Park. Uh, picks up a win tonight, 57-54 over the John Marshall Monarchs. John Marshall's Gunnar Thompson went over the 1,000 point in his career there at John Marshall. Riverview winners tonight over Liberty Raleigh, 70-60. to The uh, Well, we're going into overtime on this one, uh, the second overtime with that. The or a Correction, there should be a final on that one. Lincoln County did pick up the win tonight over the Man Hillbillies. Uh, we need to get that one corrected. It was Logan. Victorious over Winfield tonight, 62-53. Martinsburg falls to the Musselman-Appleman, 74-58. Princeton Tigers picks up a win tonight over Mountview, 51-45. Parkersburg South, victorious over Warren Local local of Ohio, 57-50. Ravenswood picks up a win tonight over Uh, Point Pleasant, 80-44. Parkersburg victorious over the Ripley Vikings, 85-36. Webster County, the Highlanders over Roan County, 76-64. You had five Webster County players that ended up with double figures in scoring. And the Bluefield Beavers picks up a win tonight over Shady Spring by a score
1: of 74-65. We have quite a few more girls scores. Yeah. Bill, I'll take I'll take this one okay. for you. I'll give you give you a break here on this. All one. right. Girls scores that are in tonight. Independence defeats Valley Bay at 49-24. It was Cameron picking up an 81-46 victory over Frontier Ohio. St. Joe behind Marshall University commit Paige Shy defeats Bullet East Kentucky 78 Excuse me, 78-58. Shy with 26 points in the win for the Irish. Also tonight, Midland Trail defeats Oak Hill 68-47. Wheeling Central, a winner over Charleston Catholic, 38-29. The Parkersburg Big Reds go to 9-2 for the 63-44 victory over Hurricane. Van beats Payton City tonight in the West Virginia Hometown Invitational. Long trip for Payton City out of Wetzel County down to Boone County for that one, but the Van Bulldogs get the win 43 29. Lawrence County, Kentucky defeats Tulsa tonight in the Roundhouse in Louisa 42 38. The host Bulldogs get the win. Cabell Midland defeats Woodrow Wilson 50 48. A great game at the Castle. The Knights now 11 2. And Morgantown defeats University tonight, 51 42, as the Mohegans end that game on an 8 1 run to pick up the nine point victory. That's your check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night got score, a score.
3: I'm sorry, Ryan got a score just in uh, the Sherman Tide,
1: fell to Midland Trail tonight by a score of 56 54. And that was a boys game. Right. Yeah. So uh, there you go. A lot of games going on uh tonight as we mentioned there were uh, a lot of cancellations throughout the week another game though from earlier this week that really caught the attention of a lot of people it was a a big matchup in Fairmont and it, it it's, it's interesting because Fairmont senior and Mingo Central are nowhere near each other on the map but they continue to run into one another in various sports. They met in the football state title game in 2016. Mingo Central got that win. They met in the double A semifinals in basketball. Fairmont Senior got that win. Fairmont Senior beat them in the football semifinals this year. And then they met again this past week. It's a game that was expected to be a really good one, and it really wasn't fairmont senior beat mingo central ninety three thirty seven 37 at the fairmont armory um, earlier this week so uh if there were any doubts about the polar bears um which I don't think there really have been but uh ninety three thirty eight was the final on that one no no more i mean that that's y- yes Mingo central is still trying to kind of get the full strength uh still trying to get healthy but that's a score that I'm not surprised that Fairmont Senior won, but Joe Linville, not would, in that manner. The spread, I was shocked as well. I don't
3: I don't know. I haven't talked to uh, the, the Mingo Central coach or anybody from down that way, but
1: uh, yeah, that was a, definitely a shocker the other night. And, and certainly uh, one that, again, a big win there. Uh, another big game that we were just talking about, a boys game, we'll talk much more about as we go on throughout the, the night. We've talked about trying to sort things out in the Eastern Panhandle. A lot of those schools play out-of-state schools early in their schedule, and then they start playing each other, uh, you know, end of December and end of January. And uh, tonight Musselman holds serve at home and hands Martinsburg a 16-point loss. And uh, that's a, that's a surprise mm-hmm. in terms of not a shock – because Musselman is good but, they are good, but it is a surprise because Martinsburg hadn't been beaten like that yeah. by an Eastern Panhandle team this year. Martinsburg had been rolling. And
2: uh, it was interesting to hear what our guys up in the Panhandle have to say in the middle of later this evening because uh, you know, pretty much they were all in agreement, well, Martinsburg's the best team up here.
1: It was pretty clear, but uh, not tonight. Not tonight. Cause will be all over that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and as we've talked about, though, and this is to me this is very important, It is really any given night, and, um, you know, I I think back through some of the great upsets in in West Virginia high school postseason history, and one that really sticks out to me because I I kind of understood it as it happened, um, because it happened when I was in high school, was when there was uh, a Baileysville team that was ranked number one in class single A. Uh, Baileysville now gone part of Westside High School, um, after combining with Oceana. But um, Baileysville had been rolling along. Gilbert had won one game all season until its final game, and they, they beat Wayne on Wayne senior night. And um, Gilbert then upset Baileysville in the postseason. And that was it. That there, there was no, you know, that was before you had the opportunity to lose a sectional final and yeah. then go play in a regional game. And uh, like we said, you play all these games, but really those are the ones that truly count. Although I will say, every game matters due to the seeding now that is done within the state of West Virginia. So I think they've done a good job of making the regular season important and making the postseason as fair as they can at this point. Yes. We would all like to see certain things tweaked a little bit, but from a logistics standpoint, I think it's uh, a reasonable postseason alignment. But uh, we'll see how things go throughout the course of the year. So like I said, any given night, Martinsburg had been the best team in the Eastern Panhandle. Musselman was the better team tonight. This will give Dave Rogers something to
2: work with. Yes. <laughs> he'll, he'll have some uh, practice material and some alpha
1: tapes and off of just their performance this evening. You like to learn from a win, but sometimes it takes a loss to really get someone's attention, and at this time of the year you can afford that. We're going to step aside take a break. We'll come back with more of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is break three along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in
5: two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. back.
6: Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For three hours, every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit basketballnight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that's called, sent text, tweets, and emails. We really appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball throughout West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can text the show, 304-249-4924 text the show with scores 304-249-4924 go to our website check out the scoreboard and find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com a shout out to some of our newest followers on twitter including reese stevenson william brooks charlie Hayley, genie neville Cullen, joe preese malin xavier crothers and Bennett's Jackson. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family.
5: Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell. Joe
1: Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.48 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia as we move now to 9.49. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, and Joe Linville. Happy to have you with us here from the cozy confines of the WMUL studios at Marshall University. So kind to host this program uh, here on the brand new set. And by brand new, I mean this is the second week that we've used this set now. Built by our own Mike the Hammer Stanley, who was a in Valley High School graduate. Um, always appreciate um, the work that they do behind the scenes. And, you know, Marshall University being a school that obviously brings in kids from across, you know, all over the place, but this show in particular is basically populated by West Virginians. Uh, you know, we've got Marcus Constantino who does a lot for the program, he's a Bluefield High School graduate. Uh, the faculty advisor, WMUL FM, is Dr. Chuck Bailey, who is a Man High School graduate, um, Bill, obviously Cerrito Canova, Joe Scott High School. Right behind the scenes, we've got Kyle Powers. He went to Wayne. At Wayne, oh. <laughs> should have known. <laughs> exactly right, and then I'm a Wayne High School graduate too. So it's just it's it's just so nice to have so many West Virginians who all take a part in this program.
3: Ron, speaking of the set, you know with the with the new set we got room for some more jerseys so if any of the oh. uh, the uh, schools across the state would like to send us a jersey we'll be glad to add it to our collection here on the set absolutely
1: and um, you know we, we we've got so many that i've i've actually lost track in terms of trying to just name them i can't do it anymore without looking at and all of them and there's a few that are missing R- right uh, Paul, Paul. Well, <laughs> well yeah, we lost Paul, Paul. Well, we're working
2: on getting some more Paul, uh, Paul yeah. gear in here. And believe me, I, I had comments that they enjoyed the uh, schools that aren't in existence anymore. So maybe if we got a few contributions, maybe maybe uh, Buffaloes or CKs, you uh, know, Vincent's And I mean, yeah, there's uh, been
3: a ton of mergers over the years. We can man. we
2: can find some of those uh, schools that no
1: longer exist. I have a Gilbert Lyons sweatshirt at oh, home. My. I break that thing out here <laughs> at some point um over over the course of time uh, tonight's not that night by the way but you just never know Milton
2: but, Greyhounds maybe you know, something that, like that There
1: you go yeah. yeah there are so many and we've lost so many schools to consolidation over the past uh 25 30 years it, it's really changed the landscape of of basketball and uh, just of sports and just you know the schools in general and communities in general because quite frankly when you take the school out of the community the community tends to dry up and um that's just you know how it is Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have to go on my own little, little... Your rant. Well, I won't say it's a rant. It's just an observation. <laughs> uh, you know, joining us now on the program is Michael Johnson. He's the head coach at Grafton High School of the boys' basketball team there, the Bearcats. Uh, coach Johnson joins us out. Coach, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia.
7: Hey, thanks, guys. How are you guys this evening?
1: Uh, we're doing well, staying warm, happy to... Finally, have a night with some basketball. But I, I do want to ask, how rough has it been getting games in this week?
7: Um, you know, it's been. We've only missed one game this week. We we actually played on Monday at Buck Cannon, so um, i we obviously going to school for Martin Luther King, you know, King Day. So we were out. We were able to play on Monday. We, we weren't in school Tuesday or, or Wednesday, so we missed a game of the offense on Wednesday night. Uh, we were able to get back to school yesterday, and then we went on the road tonight and played at Preston. So we only really missed one game this week. And. Matter of fact, we've been able to make up games that we've missed. We just have to reschedule the office game so far. So we've done pretty well in getting through
8: the snow a little bit.
1: And your team picked up a 57 52 win tonight at Preston. Uh, tell me a little bit about how your team was able to come out on top tonight.
7: Uh,
9: you know, we,
7: we, we were a young basketball team. We knew coming in there was going to be a work in progress through the majority of the, of the basketball season. You know, we've, we've been telling the boys day in and day out, you know, we'd don't, we don't have to be good early in the season, but we've got to kind of find that peak towards late January. Um, and we've turned that corner a little bit. I won't say that we've peaked or anything like that, but uh, we were able to do some good things tonight. We, we were able to speed them up at times and turn them over. We, we, we made some shots tonight, which we haven't done, you know, through, consistently through the course of the, of the year. But, um, you know, we're, <clears throat> we have good moments. We have bad moments. We, we play good stretches, and we play a couple rough, you know, we play two or three minutes where we don't play very smart, or you know, and, and our inexperience shows at times. But, you know, we were able to kind of put it together and finish down the stretch tonight, you know, in some with a win.
3: Coach, several of your games. I'm looking back over your uh, your uh, schedule for the season. You know, you've lost some really tight ball games against some good teams.
7: You yeah, know, we have, we have, we you know, we've competed. I told the boys, I mean, you know, I'm tired of coming to locker room games telling you, hey, you've competed. You got to find a way to, to, you know, to get over the hump and to, to get some W's down the stretch. You know, we had a late, we had a seven point lead against Ripley early in the year with three minutes to go, and up get beat by one. Um, you know, we were up by five against East Fairmont with five minutes to go, and up get beat by five. We have a ten point lead in the first half against Bridgeport, and it get beat. So, you know, we're competing, and I think that sometimes our inexperience in a, in a tight game comes to the forefront. We only really have one senior that starts. We we start a sophomore and some juniors, and a, a freshman that plays a lot of varsity minutes as well with some other sophomores. So, <clears throat> you know, we knew coming in that it was going to be a it was going to be a process, and uh, we just got to find a way, confidence wise, to get over that hump, and, and what we've been able to do that you know, we've, we've they'll execute, especially down the stretch, which has kind of gives us a little bit of confidence.
1: Monday, you're at home against Petersburg. Wednesday, you're at home against Fairmont Senior. Uh, things start to pick up again a little bit here uh, in the coming and week.
7: It, it does. You know, playing in the Big Ten, it, it's probably one of the best AA a conferences in the state, you know, with the Cardinal Conference. and uh, You know, you don't you get any nights off. I was talking to my assistants here. We're, we're on our way back to Preston right now that. You know, you look at the conference, and with the exception of Fairmont Senior, everybody's kind of on the, you know, it's kind of a level playing field, um, which is why a lot of the games are so close, night in and night out. And Phil Barber's got a nice team as well. But it is tough. It's like running the gauntlet when you get in the conference play, you know, going here and there. And then, you know, we picked up those teams in the panhandle because they're in our section. And then those have been good games in the last couple of years as well. So, you know, there's no easy nights, that's for sure. If you don't show up and ready to play, whether you're the the top team in the conference or or the bottom team in the conference, You know, you could be tested every night. So we we stress that, knowing coming in, that it's it's a grind. It it is definitely a grind.
1: Grafton High School boys basketball coach Michael Johnson, congratulations on your victory tonight at Preston. Safe travels home, and best of luck. All right, thank you very much. All right, and and guys, let's talk about this for a moment. if you haven't been to Grafton, Grafton's a, a tricky place of the winter. It is. Um, I mean, it, it, you, you go in there and it's, Great little town it, it's a oh, fantastic yeah. little town. And that, that town supports its schools. It does. It uh, does, does a fantastic job of that. But you go in there and it's like you see this wall of a mountain and you see homes and parts of the town built up the side. And it's just a, a an interesting and, and unique uh, situation and, and town there in Taylor County, West Virginia, and uh, certainly uh, you know it's just a nice little West Virginia town. And of course, if you remember your West Virginia history
2: uh, classes, it's the Mother's Day town. It's the town where the uh, observance of Mother's Day was basically started by Anna Jarvis. So uh, uh, there's a lot of history there. And uh, I was about to mention a coach there. Of course, we had uh, uh, in the studio a couple weeks ago a, a proud Grafton. Uh, uh, alumnus and Randy Lee, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. So we know that the the, the Bearcats have someone out there watching and,
1: uh, and paying attention. I'm sure Randy would be happy that they won the night. I, I think there are a lot of people out there who might not realize just how many people do keep track of their alma maters, and maybe they don't get to make it to games. Mm-hmm. They know how they're doing. They, you know, they, 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 they keep an eye on how their uh, season is progressing. So... Um, certainly uh, appreciate Coach Johnson taking time out to talk with us tonight after the Bearcats pick up their and, second win of the season. And Coach Johnson is lucky because it looks like the Elkins game is the only one they've lost so far. Yeah, uh, due, to, uh, due to weather. Yep. Due to weather. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. And so we'll, test, we'll. Let me regather myself here. <laughs> We're going to step aside and take our fourth break, break four here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. When we come back, we expect to hear from the governor. The coach of the Greenbrier East Spartans girls team, they're undefeated. Lots to talk about with him. But Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West
5: Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including our newest affiliates... 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher, the Valley's Walk Dog, Watchdog, uh, 1600 AM, WKKX in Wheeling, and 1370 AM, WVLY in Moundsville. We're also on Jackson County's Home for Southern Gospel Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood Ripley, Nights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio. WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106. WHFI and Linside, 106.7 FM. We're also on 95, the Sports Fox, WBES in Charleston, 950 AM. And 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. Light Rock, 93R. WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket. 102.3 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZLP Edmund, Beckley, 101.7 FM WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find Basketball Friday Night in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25. And we're also statewide on Sudden Links Network West Virginia. We're also streaming online high definition video. You can find that on our website, basketballnight.com.
0: Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call eight five five seventy eight 78 hoops That's eight five five seven eight four six six seven seven. 784 Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores, all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now.
1: 10 o'clock on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, right up playing Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. Happy to have you along here wherever you may be tonight, be it on Network West Virginia, on one of 20 great radio stations throughout the state of West Virginia, on RSN Sports Online, on BasketballNight.com, on um, <laughs> Channel 25, Comcast. Comcast in Huntington. Anyway that you may be with us. We, we certainly appreciate uh, having you with us tonight. Uh, a lot of games going on tonight. As we mentioned, uh, over the course of the past week, not many got to be played. Uh, the schedule today and, quite frankly, tomorrow, too, is full. I think there are more Saturday games tomorrow than what we've had perhaps the entire season. To this point, and you, you, you got to get them in when you can. Yeah. Well, you
3: got a couple tournaments going on, and uh, you know, the, the hometown invitation, on. you got the Happy McCoy shootout. And like you said, there's probably some teams making up some games that they've missed because of snow.
1: Now, we will get you a scoreboard update in just a moment. We'll also speak with head coach Julianne Buckley of the Hampshire uh, girls basketball team in a moment as well, and uh, we will have special guest here in just a minute, but um, Bill, as, as someone who lives in a county that has seemingly kind of f- becoming, I don't know if I want to say more flexible, but it it it's kind of changed its outlook on the no school, no play, no practice, etc. Um, in Wayne County where that was not a factor before this year. It kind of suddenly became one this year, yeah. and then there were some exceptions made as well. Uh, it, can be, uh, it can be difficult for coaches and players alike. Yeah, it, it's,
2: uh, it's really a tough time right now for these coaches because uh, they're, we're getting toward the end of January, and uh, things are starting to stack up because, uh, let's face it, guys, a month from now, we're starting postseason. And uh, there's not going to be a time, especially if you had two or three games scheduled this week, and you couldn't get them in. It, it's a mess. Uh, 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 looks from what we've seen so far tonight, though, kind of lucky. Looks like maybe one game, two at the most, lost, and hopefully you can
1: find a way to make those up. The Greenbrier East Spartans girls team is ten and oh this season, and uh, so when when you have a team that's Doing that well you want to, you want to get the coach or a player on, or you know we'll get we'll, we'll talk to their coach in just a moment, um, but he's also the governor of West Virginia. Jim Justice joins us now on basketball Friday night in West Virginia, and i, I can't help it. I feel like I need to call you coach still
8: <laughs> coach works great with me guys uh,
1: coach um. Your ball club. We'll talk about you know state matters a little bit in a moment, but your ball club ten and zero on the season. And I know this was a year where you, you, you made a decision to quote unquote cut back a little bit as uh, you resigned as boys coach. Uh, Bimbo Coles now the, the boys coach at Greenbrier East. So now you're handling the girls basketball program there while also being the governor. And we've talked about balancing that in the past. But um, with a ten and zero start, have to be really proud of how they're playing right now.
8: Well, I am proud of them. You know, they're, they're really young. There's, uh, there's only one senior on the team and, uh, and, and, you know, she, <clears throat> she's, uh, she's working hard and everything. You know, she's, she's, you know, getting a little bit of playing time, but, uh, but, but, you know, the, there's many times we've got two freshmen and three sophomores in the game. And so, so the kids have worked hard. You know, they, they kind of surprised me in the beginning because, uh, I looked at them and I thought, you know, Dad, they're going to be pretty dead good. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, when you start breaking it down, you, you know, they, they weren't shooting the ball very well. And they weren't rebounding the ball. And, <clears throat> and, you know, in all honesty, they just, uh, they just needed a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And, and, uh, and so they've, they've put in the work and they've been in the weight room, you know, three or four days a week and they just, uh, they're just getting better every game. And so, I don't know really exactly how far they can go, but uh, but you know I, I really believe they've got a legitimate chance to win it. You know they they just uh, you know we've got decent size and got a lot of speed and uh, and they're they're beginning to shoot the ball better and they you know they they can put a lot of pressure on a lot of people. So so it uh, they're the real deal. I mean that's all there is to it.
1: And you had a chance at the state of the state address to have the girls' basketball team there. And, and to be a part of that, and I thought it was really neat to be able to include them because that's a memory that those girls take with them for the rest of their lives.
8: Well, they will. I mean, you know, that's for sure. But uh, but I wanted to send a message with it too. I mean, you know, these, these kids, uh, you know, it, it it is so important that we believe in West Virginia. You know, just how good we really are, and and that we we do have a shot. We do have a shot to do greatness and everything. And and that's what these kids did. I mean, you know, they came in and and that's that's part of what we do all the time. You know, we, you know, every time we break it down, we break it down with uh, best on three, one, two, three, best. And you know, we don't do that to be cocky or anything, but we just, you know, we you got to believe in yourself and and you got to believe in your teammates. And uh, and and we in West Virginia in many ways have been almost conditioned to believe we're kind of beat down and uh maybe even like i said in the state of states you know the you know the 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 idea of are we going to be dead last or is it going to be mississippi and and i don't like that and i and i i love our people and i love our state so much it's unbelievable but uh i want us to be first i want us to be absolutely the best and so so there was a real message in that, you know, I didn't go take time to go through explaining it all and some people got it and some people didn't, but it was a great experience for those kids, but there was a message as well.
1: You also mentioned in your state of the state address about tying together being governor and being basically serving as a coach for the state. Um, you know, one thing that I, that came to mind when I heard that is that, you know, when you've got 5 Players on the court, they all have to work toward a common goal. Each brings something a little bit different, and you work together and you can reach your goal. But if you go with five separate agendas and everybody trying to do their own thing, then you don't succeed in any way. They're, that sounds like politics, too, doesn't it? <laughs> well, look, you
8: know, it surely does, you know, a little bit. But, uh, you know, the bottom line of the whole thing is just this, guys, is, you know, it. it you know, you, we got a lot of good players in the state, and we got we and 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 the players can either be the legislatures or the players can be the people of the state. But uh, but you, you know, and, and I don't say this in, e, in 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 any egotistical way, but you know, we just it, 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 we've just not had a coach that was able to step back, that had an incredible amount of experience, and, and you know, I've got that and a lot of creativity. I've done. I've, I've screwed up so many things in my life that, that you learn a lot from it, and you learn from your mistakes. And a lot of people say, well, how can you do so many different things? Well, you know, it's easy to do a lot of stuff when sometimes you just don't do a lot of stuff very good. But, uh, but the net of the whole thing is just, is just this. You know, I do have a lot of experience. I do have a lot of creativity. And the biggest thing that, <clears throat> that I've, I'm there for the right reason, you see, I don't really – I'm not there to try to one-up somebody on, you know, which party's better, whether it be Dems or Republicans. I'm not there for anything whatsoever for myself. And, and if you've got somebody that's got the experience and the creativity and has really coached and you've got the players, you know, it's just a matter of, of being there for the right reason and being able to unite the players together – and then everybody worked toward a common goal and get there. And you know it, it is, and and I, and I say this sincerely as I can possibly say it. But but if you look at when I walked in on day one to where we are today, it is absolutely unbelievable what is going on in our state. And there's real hope, and there's real activity, and the numbers are working. And, and we're on our way. And if we can keep, if we can just not get in our own way and mess this up, you know, we're, we're on, on a pathway to really doing something really good. And, you know, I know we still got a pile of people that are out there that are really hurting and we don't want to quit till they're all not hurting, you know, but, uh, but there's a pile of people that are moving in the right direction today too.
3: Coach, this is Joe Linville and uh, first of all, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule today uh, to meet with the group I was in there with. But uh, you know, when, when I went in, I addressed you as coach, and a couple people kind of looked at me kind of funny, and and I was glad you referred to that you were the coach of West Virginia. But how was it? How hard was it to step aside as the boys' coach? I know your busy schedule with, you know, with your duties as the governor and, of course, the, still staying on as the head coach of the uh, girls' team there in, at Greenbrier East. How tough was that of a decision?
8: Oh, I, I hated it. I just hated it. You know, that's all there is to it because, I, you know, I felt like uh, I've been there six years. You know, we really had the boys' program really cooking, and and we had some kids coming back that were rock solid and and three of the best shooters in the state and, and you know and I just you know I mean I loved all I love all the kids and and you know and the boys were just uh you know I've probably coached more boys games than I have girls but I've coached an awful lot of girls as well and so but uh but I love the kids and and you know and 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 you know, and I, I wish you know, Bimbo the the very very best. They're really struggling now. I think they're one and eight or something like that, and they're really struggling. And I know he's trying hard to find his way. and And I hope to goodness that they can get this thing the boat righted because we had things really cooking. And I mean, you guys had us ranked number one in the state last year at at, at one point in time in the season. And and so, so I just I. I hate to see him struggling and and i, I really miss him and uh and but at the same time you know you there's just so much you can do and and do well and and uh you know I miss him and it was a tough 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 decision believe me B, but uh but it was the right decision because you know i, I you just can't do it so much
2: coaches bill cornwell uh in the of course just a couple of weeks into the legislative session and uh Uh, Bill's been introduced uh, that involves and affects high school athletics. Uh, uh, Just wanted to know your thoughts, if any, about the the Tebow bill, of course, which will involve uh, homeschooled kids uh, having the possibility to participate at their local uh, nearby public school athletically.
8: Well, my feelings about that are real simple, guys. And I'm a real believer in public schools, you know, and I I believe, you know, that – that, you know there's a there's really a place and you know for 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 kids that are being homeschooled and uh but it becomes you know you know kind of a you know really a push pull deal and and you know it's just uh you know right now you know ours you know I mean there are people that believe you know that we should have charter schools or people that believe that you know the kids are homeschooled ought to be able to play and participate on all the teams and do all the stuff. And we all know the economics of the public schools and, and how we're struggling with the economics of the whole thing. And so, so there's a lot of issues at play here, but, but I am a real believer that, uh, you know, before we may, may plow off in a lot of different directions, We probably really need to stabilize the patient, and the patient is the public school. You know, I mean, schools are, you know, are are our communities. And, and, uh, and, you know, for crying out loud, we've got some of the greatest teachers and some of the greatest schools, but we, but we've lost a little bit of our way there, and we have some real challenges with economics and everything. And so I just think we need to, Get our public schools rock solid before we start, you know, laying additional challenges upon their schools.
1: Talking with Jim Justice, the governor of West Virginia and the head coach of the Greenbrier East girls basketball team, and the Big Atlantic Classic is coming up soon. And I know that there's been a lot of interest in that event over the years. There's always interest in it, and. and Several people have been talking about it already to this point. Uh, what can you tell us about this year's version of the Big Atlantic Classic?
8: Well, I'm, I'm you know, on this one I'm going to have to plead a little bit of ignorance <laughs> because, you know, you know, I, 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 I you know, I, I know just enough to really be dangerous. I don't, I don't even know all the lineups of the teams. You know, I know, I know from the AAA from a triple boys standpoint i know we've got university and woodrow and martinsburg and i think they're one two three in the state and so uh you know i i i know from the standpoint of the girls that we've got you know wyoming east in there and we've got parkersburg and us and and so we've got some awfully nice teams right there and, and you know we've got the traditional powers and double a and single a and and uh and, and all that bit we uh we still not announced our speaker, and I can't do that with you tonight. But uh, but it'll be a great week of basketball, and uh, and and you know it'll be a celebration of, of you know. Let me tell you this story real quick, guys. But uh, you know this is what the Big Atlantic is all about. I mean, we we play in between the games. You play, you know, grade school teams. You know, those little kids get out there, and you know, you know, I can remember one night that Beckley was playing Mount Zion or Zion from like Charlotte or wherever they're from, I think in North Carolina, and Beckley had a great team and Mount Zion was nationally ranked, I think. And, and so, you know, in between the game, Bradley elementary is playing another local elementary school. And there's a kid that, and his name is, is, was, uh, Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know Jimmy's last name. It just left me there, but, uh, but nevertheless, Jimmy is a sixth grader, and he's a really tall kid. And, and you know, he's a kid that's struggling in the classroom a little bit and all that kind of stuff. But Jimmy, you know, Mo said, Mo Ball said, if Jimmy gets in the game, because Mo Ball was coaching the Bradley team, he said, if Jimmy gets in the game, do you watch him? Because he'll shoot it from anywhere. And literally, the Raleigh County Armory had 4,000 people in it that night. And all of a sudden, at halftime of the game, here's Jimmy Chapman. That's his name, Chapman. And Jimmy Chapman is on the floor. And when he comes on the floor, Lord be my witness if I'm not telling you the truth, <laughs> the ball came to him. And the ball, when the ball came to him, he was about three foot on the goal side of midcourt. He went down like a frog and turned it loose, and it was a solid knuckleball and it sailed right through the air and didn't hit nothing but net. And when it did, he went completely crazy. He was circling the floor, and the place erupted. I mean, and so so there's so many things about the Big Atlantic. You know, the scholarships for the cheerleaders and all the kids and all the team guarantees and all the scholarships. And it is a special week of basketball, but it's, uh, you know, it's a it's about a lot more than just a ball and 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 a, and a tournament game so so it's, it's it's it'll be a good win
1: governor we would be remiss if we let you go without saying thank you as well yes, absolutely. over the summer uh the people who participate in this program uh are given uh certificates of recognition from your office and uh we got a chance to go up to the capitol and um do that in the reception room and and that was something that was uh that was a special time for us and also for um Hazel Damron, the mother of Fred Damron, who is one of the people behind the scenes and she does a lot of work as well as she was recognized as a distinguished West Virginian, so we certainly thank you and your office for all of that as well
8: well listen you guys you know you guys are what it 's really all about in this world I mean you know you you started out, you had an idea, you had a dream, you had a passion, and you're doing it, and you're making a tremendous contribution to our state, to our kids, to our schools, and we love you for it, and I mean that really sincerely. You know, uh, I'm really proud of you, and I think you're doing great work, and I'm just, uh, I'm just honored you'll have me on the show every now and then. And. And uh, I hope I hope we can pull off another win tomorrow night against GW. That'll be a tough one. We're going to be at GW, so we're going to have our hands full tomorrow night. Yeah,
1: Governor Jim Justice, thank you so much for joining us, and we look, we always enjoy our chats. Well,
8: thank you guys again. Thank you now. Bye bye.
1: All right, uh, that's once again Governor Jim Justice and the. Uh, girls basketball coach at Greenbury. One thing he did
3: say today, and it really impressed me, he said, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair if I didn't care about the kids of West Virginia. And I think, sincerely, he meant it.
1: Well, we're going to step aside and take a break. We will come back, and we've got a lot of callers that are are hanging on there. We appreciate them for doing that. Uh, We'll also work on getting you a scoreboard update at Hoops underscore Roundup, by the way. Also, we'll meet um, our standout athlete of the week, All that. So much to do when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two
5: minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, Sidney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils. What they all have in common, they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the Standout Athlete of the Week. And in just a few moments, you'll meet the new Standout Athlete of the Week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, and click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at BasketballNight.com. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Don't forget to join us online tonight. Vote in this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. We'll share the voting results with you. Last week's question, should West Virginia adopt a statewide no-school-no-practice-no-play policy or should it be left to the school system? of you said leave it up to each school system, and only 18% said statewide, no school, no practice, no play. This week's question, should technical fouls in high school be handled more closely like they are handled in college basketball? Tell us tonight, vote yes or no.
5: This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell,
1: Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Ten twenty-three on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling and Joe Linville with you. Bill Cornwell in studio with us tonight as well. Luke Creasy, our special correspondent, joins us now. It's time to find out about this week's Standout
10: Athlete of the Week. Well, Ryan, it's the first time that we won't have a senior this season as our Standout Athlete of the Week. It comes... Uh, in the form of Deja Busby, a junior from Sherman High School. Plays for the girls team and uh, started playing basketball at the age of five. She's played basketball pretty much all her life at this point and uh, has been through quite a journey in her high school career. Missed uh, her freshman year due to an injury that was non-basketball related, but battled through that and has really become a staple for that Lady Tide team. And her coach kind of refers to her as a mom of the team. Well, she takes care of people. Uh, she, She likes to make sure that you know everybody around her is is doing well and, and that kind of thing and that's what a mother does uh, and she she's really taken that team under her wing and as a junior that's pretty impressive and
1: also she's someone who um is goal oriented sometimes we we are mentally but we don't necessarily put it into words so to speak but she she has goals in
10: mind that are you know attainable and her father spoke a lot of that um, as I got a chance to talk to him earlier, Brian really has seen her grow up, um, has seen her transform into the leader she is. Uh, used to be shy and timid as a child, but as she grew and as she matured, uh, Joe, you were talking about the maturity of some of these girls in high school, and she really shows that for this Lady Tide team. Luke has more now with our standout athlete of Deja Busby from Sherman High School. Being a leader doesn't always mean one has to stand in the spotlight. For some, it's a call to service, to the program, to the teammates, and to the goals of the team as a whole. It's not about giving speeches. It's about setting an example through hard work and dedication. Deja Busby's attentiveness to the immediate needs of the Sherman Lady Tide while keeping the long-term goal in mind makes Busby this week's basketball Friday night in West Virginia standout athlete of the week.
11: In the history of Sherman High basketball, we've only made it to the girls' state basketball tournament one time. And I was actually on that team. We've made it to the regionals two out of the last five years, but, you know, we got beat by six and, and then by seven the next year. But we're hoping that Deja helps us take that next step and make it to the regionals, make it to the state tournament.
10: Terry Williams is the coach of the Lady Tide and has witnessed steady improvement each season during her tenure there. But even so, Sherman basketball has never been a hub for the spotlight. Busby says that this year's team can...
11: To show that Sherman High School isn't just a single-way school, hopefully showing that we, can, we have some talent here. And
10: Deja Busby's father, Brian, says he's seen a complete change from the early years of her playing career to now.
4: She used to be really timid when she first started playing. She wouldn't shoot or anything like that. But like as she matured in the game and she got a little better, uh, she, her confidence grew, and she's actually, like you said, become a leader down there in Sherman.
10: Though only a junior, Coach Williams says Busby leads with compassion, putting others above herself in every situation, which has collected recognition from the team and the coaching staff.
11: She's always the one to give everybody the extra hand. It don't matter what it is. You know, she's contributed as far as leadership, just a junior, but, you know, she's the biggest leader on our team.
10: Brian Busby says his daughter, quite simply, just plays the game, maintaining composure even in tight situations.
4: Where well, she's a bigger kid, she uh, gets a lot of fouls called, sort of like LeBron, I guess, a lot of times. And uh, she doesn't get fouls a lot of times. She doesn't uh, get frustrated. She doesn't get mad. She doesn't uh, complain or go off on the rest like you see some kids doing. Uh, She just plays the game.
10: The Sherman Lady Tide are off to a perfect 10-0 start and currently sit fourth in the Class 1A girls' standings. Busby and her teammates are taking it one game at a time. But Busby isn't letting the long-term goal get too far out of mind, a place where no one on the current roster has been the state tournament.
11: I see a big chance that we can do it.
10: For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm special correspondent Luke Creasy. Thank you very much, Luke.
1: Let's jump right back to the phone lines. Eric Little, WVVV in Parkersburg. Eric covering the Parkersburg-South Warren-Ohio boys game. and uh, Eric, tell me a little bit about the Patriots.
12: Well, Parkersburg South hadn't played in over a week because of their game being snowed out last Saturday. But the Patriots shook off the rust. They played a tight game against Warren. Uh, they came away with a 57-50 to win. Third time in the last four games, they played a really tight win where neither team led by more than single figures at, at either, any point of the ball game. Parkersburg South was led by Cole Plants at 19 points, 12 of those coming in the second half. And he was 6 of 6 from the free throw line when it counted. 6 of 6 in the fourth quarter to help the Patriots put that game away. It was tied after quarters 1 and 3. And really, what helped Parkersburg South in uh, putting this game away, they got the defensive stops that they needed it. And they were good from the free throw line. That's what they've needed. That's what they've been doing all year long. uh, Their work from the free throw line and their ability to force turnovers both of those things were there tonight and that's been their hallmark to success all year.
1: Seven straight for the Patriots and a big game coming up this week with University.
12: Yeah, I would venture to say it's probably going to be uh, if not the most anticipated game in the state, one of the most anticipated games in the state this week. It's a good OVAC team and as I talked about with South head coach Mike Fallon in the post game, it seems like every game is big for some reason. It seems like every game's either a team that went to the state tournament last year, a team in the conference or a team in the region. So there's not been many nights off for the Patriots, for that matter. Neither. There really haven't been any nights off for a university as well. When you go to 9-0, and and it's really the second straight year that that ball club has been an elite team in West Virginia, um, you start to get the target on your back. And we'll see if the Hawks can handle the intense environment of the Rottenham Athletic Center on Wednesday.
1: Eric Little, WVVV in Parkersburg. Thanks for hanging in there with us tonight. Hey, thank you. All right, appreciate that. And we're right at that time. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Julianne Buckley, the head coach of the Hampshire girls team. We've also got David Hall, WDMX one hundred in Williamstown. Chris George of West Virginia Radio with Tucker County, Pillman County tonight. He goes all over the place. Nathan Bush, WVOW, had that great double overtime game between Man and Lincoln County. Matt Miller, WRNR, had Hedges, or excuse me, had Musselman's big win over Martinsburg. Like all that and much more of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network.
5: Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on, real-life experiences that not only expose the student's work to the public, but also the sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. Marshall University has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunity to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, and video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Herd TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu. S-O-J-M-C. Remind you again about our poll question. You can find it on our website, basketballnight.com. The question tonight, should technical fouls in high school be handled more closely like they are handled in college basketball? Vote yes or no. You've got till 1145 tonight, and we'll share it with you. Shout out to some of our newest followers on Twitter, Chris Way, Clayton B., Linda Gray.
5: High school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling.
1: 10.32 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. So happy to have you along with us here on the Fast Break Sports Network. And, you know, we, we try to really keep an eye on teams that sometimes you don't hear a whole lot about. Especially when it comes to teams that are you know, having success at the same time. One of those is the girls basketball team at Hampshire, the Trojans. 10-2 and two on the season. And they have uh, they were scheduled to play Allegheny, Maryland tonight also. So uh, it's been a busy week for Hampshire as they beat Allegheny tonight. So actually the Hampshire Trojans are now 11 and two head coach is Julianne Buckley. She joins us now on the program and uh, coach, we're too far along in the season to say a good start. Let's just say your season (laughs) is going well to this point.
13: Yeah, honestly, you know, I can't complain at all. You know, my girls are my varsity team's 11 and two. My JV team's nine and one. All the games we lost were extremely winnable. Um, you know, we're, we leave it all on the court and we continue to play. And just like you said, we're not always a team that's going to get recognized. I went to Hampshire. I graduated from Hampshire. I know that, but you know, we're, we play hard, just as hard as anyone else. And we're just, you know, we're trying to get on the map too. So
1: I remember about 17 years or so ago, Hampshire had an exceptionally good girls basketball team that uh, went into Charleston and lost in a just a heartbreaking game to Nitro. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, I was at that game. I
11: was
13: yeah. gonna
1: say I'm sorry if I bring up bad memories <laughs> or anything there, but
13: Oh no, no. My memory was almost just as bad my <laughs> senior year. But yeah, my my brother's actually married to one of the twins that played on that team. So I was at that
12: game.
1: <laughs> the Davis twins, if I recall correctly. Yeah.
12: But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. My memory's yeah. still
1: hanging in there so far. But um uh, so you mentioned you're kind of fighting an uphill battle there, but the, in terms of just attention to your program. But from the health of the program standpoint, you mentioned your JV program is, is doing so well, your varsity program doing so well. That helps kind of change the culture there, not only for the kids who are in high school now, but for the young girls who are in Hampshire County who may be looking around and saying, you know, hey, you know, the, the high school team is pretty good. but Maybe I should put more work into basketball when they're in you know, elementary right. and middle school.
13: I mean, honestly, that's that's the that's the key, and you know, I'm someone that's from Hanford County, graduated from Hampshire County. You know, I moved back with intentions to give this county everything that you know I didn't have, and the, that the, you said my goals exactly. I mean, it's just about. I mean, I built from the ground up. This is my fourth year as head coach, and you know, you gotta you gotta create a culture, and you gotta get your kids to buy into it, and. And they will. And, if, you know, if things prove to be successful, they buy more and more in. And it's just – it's working out for us really well. And every year we've improved. And, you know, I think more people know about us now. We're making more of a presence in places. And I just – you know, I think it's only going to be up from here as long as we can continue to go at this rate.
1: A County the size of Hampshire County, and it's a geographically kind of a widespread county, but uh, most of the population right. tends to be focused in the Romney area. But um
13: yeah, yeah. D- d- I mean, our county is huge. It's, it's land wise, it's one of the biggest counties in Hampshire County. I mean, I've got girls that travel an hour and a half to practice. You know, an hour and a half to school, and that's that's another thing about you know the great part of our success is that you know we have we face situations that typical schools don't always face. You know, I mean, some of my girls live closer to other high schools and the fact I can get them to as much stuff as I can. And, you know, my kids are so spread out throughout a county. It's just we face a lot of diversity at our our school. And, um, you know, we make it happen. And I have great parents and great support system. And, you know, we're just continuing to make it happen. And I couldn't be more grateful that we're able to do that.
1: Well, Coach Buckley, your ball club taking on Hedgesville this week and also a trip to Kaiser this week. So a couple of road challenges for your basketball club.
13: Right. I mean, we had five in a row. Now we have four in a row, so we can do it. We can do it.
1: Hey, the Hampshire Trojans, 11-2, and Coach Julianne Buckley. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we certainly wish your program the best going forward.
13: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on
1: the show. All right. and We'll go to our next call in just a second. I just want to reflect on that for a moment. And, and Joe, uh, when you're from a rural area, which – Quite frankly, when you're from West Virginia, you almost are. But um, it can be a battle to get people to kind of pay attention to your program or your school when you're not right in a community. And Romney's a pretty decent-sized area, but as Coach Buckley just mentioned, such a spread-out place there. But um, when you don't have tradition, getting your foot on solid ground takes a little bit of time, and it seems like they're on the right path.
3: Exactly. I mean, you know, when you're 10-2 and 2 at this point in the season, you've got a pretty good basketball team. Uh, and, and there again, you know, winning brings people together. People don't want to go watch a team lose, but when you're winning, they'll come out of the woodwork, come out and support you.
1: I'll tell you who's been winning big over the years has been Martinsburg. Football specifically. Basketball has been very good as well. But tonight the Bulldogs fall at Musselman. WRNR Radio's Matt Miller joins us now. You're on basketball Friday night in West Virginia, and Matt, I know that uh, if you just from the outside looking in, that score will catch a lot of people's attention tonight. Musselman getting a double-digit victory over Martinsburg.
14: Well, it should catch everybody's attention in the fact that Martinsburg hasn't lost at Musselman since the 2000 season. Musselman's wins against Martinsburg over the last few years, a win in 2014, a win in 2015, even a victory last year, all came at the Martinsburg Fieldhouse. So this was a big game tonight for the Appleman
1: And for Martinsburg, now at 8-3, and they've lost... Twice to Loudoun Valley, Virginia, and um, that's their first loss, though, within the, within the Mountain State, and uh, for the Bulldogs, it, it's, you know, you can learn from a loss, and sometimes it, it takes, uh, it takes taking, uh, you know, taking one on the chin, so to speak, to get your attention.
14: Well no doubt they took one on the chin tonight. Martinsburg uh, did not play a very good game overall and a big part of that was the fact that Musselman did come out and play very well. Uh, there were four ties in the opening quarter, the last one at 13 apiece, and that's when Musselman went on an 80 run closing out the first quarter, still held that 8-point lead at the half, stretched it out to a 12-point lead at the end of quarter number 3 and then went on for that 16-point victory. Great effort for Jake Stevens, 25 points to lead the Musselman Appleman. uh, one of four of the starters that finished in double figures
1: I know you are with uh, you cover the Martinsburg program but I know you're familiar with Musselman what a four game stretch for them wins over Loudoun County, Virginia by one, an 11 point win over Hedgesville, a one point win over Morgantown and then that win over Martinsburg tonight that's as impressive of a four game stretch as you'll find
14: yeah, they're rolling uh, seven straight wins now with this victory to improve to nine and three. And uh, talking with Coach Basil, we've talked each week for one of our local sports talk shows here, and he just continues to talk about the resiliency of this team, how they continue to battle. They're never out of games, and they have been able to win some very close games, and games they've been trailing late in the game. They never really had to come from behind in this one. They took charge in that first quarter.
1: Matt Miller, WRNR Radio in Martinsburg. Thanks so much for hanging with us tonight. And always appreciate getting to talk uh, basketball with you here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Always good to join you guys. Thanks. All right. And let's jump. We'll take another second to digest that one. Bill Cornwell, (laughs) that's that's an impressive uh, run of wins for Musselman. Um, That's a ball club that sometimes people, again, much of the state won't know much about them unless they make it to Charleston. It's going to be an interesting sectional lot there. Yes, it's
2: going it, to be a very interesting one. As far on the Martinsburg side, uh, probably the the one thing that uh, works in uh, Coach Rogers' favor with the Bulldogs is they don't have a lot
1: of time to stew about this when they have a home game with Morgantown tomorrow night. Yeah, nothing like the Mohegans. Yes, right out. You know, coming into <laughs> the next night. Yeah, it seems like Morgantown kind of. They play just about everybody. It feels like they do.
2: It I really mean, does. They, they, they play. They go east. They go west. <laughs> go <laughs> north. But but you know they've really developed uh, Martinsburg and Morgantown a little bit of a rivalry in both football and
1: basketball in recent years. Well, also joining us now on the program is David Hall, WDMX Radio One Hundred in Williamstown, as uh, he's going to talk with us about the Williamstown Parkersburg Catholic uh, game and. Uh, David Parkersburg Catholic remains undefeated tonight.
15: Yeah, a quick couple of side notes real quick. Last night we covered the game. The Williamstown boys defeated Tyler Consolidated 60-53 to 53 to go 8-4. and four. John Chalpin and Mike Caden wanted me to report for River 102. They covered the PHS Big Red Boys. They win tonight 85-36 over Ripley. Tonight, a big rivalry game, as always. It's about 10 miles apart. Parkersburg Catholic girls. They're coming in undefeated, 12-0, taking on the Way of Sound Girls Basketball. Two great coaches, Marty Beerheller, Fred Sorrow. It started off really close. A couple weeks ago, they played. The Yellow Jackets had 20 turnovers, guys, the first half. Tonight, they stuck right with them. First half, they're right there, 44-39. Pulled away in the third quarter. It was too much. A young lady, only a sophomore. This girl's name, you're going to hear a lot, Madeline Huffman. She is the point guard, does it all. She can drive, shoot outside. You name it, the kid can play. She kind of took over 23 points tonight for the Yellow Jackets. The leading scorers, uh, Bethany Arn had a double-double, 12 points, 13 rebounds. Also, Keely Ossip she did a good job as they shot 14 points, Bethany Wegner nine points. But really, this game was about Madeline Huff and what she was able to do. Gosh, yeah, she really is one of those point guards that's outstanding, and uh, she really makes this team go. For the Catholic Crusaders, they shot tonight 50%. 32 of 64 from the field, 64% free throws. They only had four of 14 three points. Didn't matter. They did what they had to do. And uh, for Waynesstown, they dropped eight and three, and they lose 77-62 to Parkersburg Catholic girls. As the girls of Parkersburg Catholic, well, Marty Barlow's got a good team. They're 13 and 0, uh, and they got word County coming up. And the Waynesstown girls on Monday night, they'll have Tyler, one of the four teams now that's beat them. Tyler has beat him once. Willing Central has beat him, And two times by those girls from Parks for Catholic. So good game tonight overall, but uh, the Catholic Crusader refs, Crusader they win
1: 77-62. Thank you. Hey, David Hall, WDMX 100 in Williamstown. Always a pleasure, David.
15: Okay, guys. Have a good weekend.
1: All right. Thanks, you too. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with our standout athlete of the week, Deja Busby of Sherman High School. We will also... Talking with Chris George. Uh, he was at the Tucker county Pilton County boys game. And Nathan Bush, WVOW, one of the best games of the night. Man in Lincoln County went to double overtime in boys basketball. We'll talk about all that much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia rolls on on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return
5: in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: scores online, all of them in West Virginia. Visit basketballnight.com. Streaming video live from the studios of Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video audio and the Basketball Friday Night Scoreboard. You can watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, too. Just click on our Affiliates page to find the station nearest you. You can watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. On Facebook Live, we're on the RSN Sports Facebook page. And go there to watch Facebook Live. Of course, we're on Periscope, too. We're on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And on cable... If you're a subscriber to Suddenlink, we're on Network West Virginia Statewide. And in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. One thing we want you to do, if you're watching right now, you see lots of pictures from games, teams, fans, we want you to send your pictures to us. Send your pictures to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. If you want to send them to us through Facebook or Instagram, go to the RSN Sports Network. RSN Sports Network Facebook and Instagram page, and you can send your game pictures to us. You can even send them by email. Send them to scores at basketballnight.com. Scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best picks of your team and your fans. We want you to become a part of the show, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us on Twitter. Shout out to Cassie Wright, Virgil Lee Davis, new followers.
5: Stay up-to-date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with
1: Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It is 1047 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Friday night, January nineteenth, two 2018. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. Happy to have you along on the program across the great state of West Virginia as we celebrate high school basketball, um, we always joke around that football is the, the most popular sport in America right now. And there's no doubt about that. But if you go to the Super 6 in Wheeling, I mean, it's an outdoor sport. The championships are played in December. Uh, you go to the Super 6 in Wheeling. A good crowd for a title game is about four to 5,000 people, and that's not bad at all. Not saying anything. They, they feel about half about the that. stadium, yeah, there. And, and, and it's good. It's a good atmosphere. It's a good size stadium for that. So I'm not getting into that. No. You go to a single session of the boys' state tournament, and it will have more people in attendance. Ten, eleven thousand. And you go to Easy. championship, or you go to semifinal Friday. It's a big one to me for both boys and girls basketball. And uh, the girls' basketball attendance is doing doing better. It keeps getting better every year. I mean, because I've
2: been to a lot of them. We've all been to a lot of them. And it just impresses me how much more and more folks are coming to that tournament. And a lot of them are coming and attending the entire tournament like
1: they do the boys' tournament. Yes, and uh, it's always just a, a good time to, to see people, too.
3: I was going to say, that's the, the one time, the two weeks of the year, that I see people once a year. But, and it's <laughs> unreal, the people that come and make motel reservations year after year after yeah. year to, to support these uh, young people. Even when their teams don't make it, they still come and, and, and cheer on uh, the other teams.
1: So high school basketball obviously has a stronghold here in the Mountain State. Right now we're going to meet our standout athlete of the week. She is a junior at Sherman High School. Uh, She unfortunately had to miss her freshman year due to an injury, played sparingly her sophomore year, but uh, is currently uh, a big factor for the Tide this year. She is Deja Busby. She joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Deja, welcome to the program. Hey, Congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. And um, Deja, before we get into your team success, let's just talk a little bit about um, about what made you our standout athlete of the week this week. And um, One thing that your coach told us is that you were sort of the mother of the team. You were kind of looking out for your teammates. Uh, it, it, I, I know at that age it's hard to see yourself that way, but is that a role that you kind of – um, you know, willingly accept.
11: Yes, I like to make sure the team is staying up and positive, making sure, like, if they mess up, they can – I'm trying to pick them back up, try to get them to play as they – how they can play instead of them getting themselves down or messing up even more.
3: Hey, John, this is Joe Linville. Uh, in the segment, it talked about you being, uh, you know, a leader of the team, even as a junior. Do you consider yourself a, a natural leader?
11: Yes, I hope to be. I I want to my senior year. I want to come out to be the strong leader. I I hope this this helps me get to that point.
1: Well, your ball club is ten and oh on the season. Um, can't start much better than that and um, picked up a win earlier this week over Scott, 56-36 so obviously uh, your message to your team is getting getting through right now Yeah, I'm glad it is Um, Let's go back Um, any game to this point this year and you've had some close games and you've also had some games that you won running away but any one game in particular to this point this year stand out to you?
11: Um, I think when we played against Scott, we played more as a team and we played our best defense and scored really well. People stepped up and handled the ball more This game, that game.
3: How is the, uh, you know, Sherman is kind of, uh, it's, you know, really not that far from, you know, the Canal Valley and Charleston, but it is a little royal. How does uh, the fans come out and support your team this year?
11: We have a really big student section. They all come out and cheer us on, and they help us, they help us pick up our confidence. We're more like a family.
1: Deja Busby is a junior at Sherman High School. She's our Standout Athlete of the Week. And for those who don't know, Sherman is located in the town of Seth in Boone County. Deja, congratulations on being our Standout Athlete of the Week. We wish you and the Lady Tide all the best. Thank you. All right, let's go right back to the phones and to Chris George. Uh Chris putting more miles on the car tonight <laughs> with the Tiger County uh, County Boys game.
16: Yeah, more miles and more miles again tomorrow and all next week. But that's why we you know, you love doing games, you love going out and broadcasting these games for the kids. It's always fun and tonight, uh Tucker County starting to get hot here, guys. Uh, three in a row now. They've won after a tough overtime loss to Kaiser Are back on January the third, and tonight winners over Pendleton County, seventy-five forty-six. And in fact, uh, back on Wednesday they beat Warfield, so two and zero against sectional opponents in their same section, which is always key. You want to get that number one seed come March in the sectional tournaments, and that right now Tucker County a leg up and really uh, playing good basketball four guys in double figures against more field back on Wednesday we Had six players in double figures. So coach Jimmy Ambrose looks like he's starting to turn the corner, but tomorrow they'll face number one team in the state at two o'clock up at Tucker County high school. And the game will have on the 94.7 W.E.L.K. in the area. It will be Wheeling central at Tucker at two o'clock tomorrow. They met earlier in the year up in Wheeling and Wheeling won the game going away, but this is a better Tucker County team. Tucker's gonna to have to continue to shoot the ball well like they've had the last three games. It's gonna be a tough one for Tucker, but this should be, be a good matchup tomorrow afternoon. Well
1: it should be a lot of fun when those two teams get together tomorrow. And Chris, what's your schedule for next week?
16: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well they're tomorrow. We, tomorrow got the Tucker boys game at two Athletic Central then the girls tomorrow night. That Tucker will play Pendleton at seven thirty. Got both of those games. And then next week, Monday, we got Taggart Valley at home against Clay Battelle. Uh, Tuesday, we have Tucker County East Hardy Girls at Tucker. Wednesday, uh, Bridgeport hosting East Fairmont Boys. And Friday, we got a doubleheader at Notre Dame, Tucker Girls and Tucker Boys, both at Notre Dame, and a doubleheader. Then Saturday, Charleston Catholic Girls visit Tucker County on the mountain on Saturday. So a full slate of games next week, the weather actually looks pretty good. Looks like we'll get them all in,
1: hopefully. Hey, hope so. Chris George, thanks so much. Talk to you guys next Friday. All right, that's Chris George, West Virginia Radio, and he was hanging in there with us tonight as well. and uh, We only have about a couple of minutes here, so uh, I want to hold Nathan Bush until after the break, and I apologize to that in, in advance, Nathan. Um, but we're going to have to dedicate a little more time to that than what we have. And I just don't want to interrupt the flow of that when we get to talk with him in a moment because he had the double overtime man Lincoln County game, which had a fantastic finish.
3: Yeah, and we're going to have a little video on that if- Understand, Yeah,
1: so this – For gets, those it, who are watching. Yeah, and if you're listening, continue to listen on those great radio stations across right. West Virginia. But you can also use your cell phone and pull up basketballnight.com and, and get ready to watch the video because we'll, we're going to show you that fantastic finish at a little after 11. In the business, we call that a tease. And if I wrote them that well <laughs> in my job, I would probably do a little <laughs> bit better in that regard. But, um, Bill – We've we've talked tonight about teams having to fight the weather, and ironically, the way the weather fell this week, it was areas that are typically not the ones that get hit by weather in West Virginia that were were snowed on, while areas that usually get snow got a little bit of rain and maybe a day off of, of school, but not the entire week. Like other sections in the southeastern and central part of the state. Did.
2: Yeah, when I think about bad weather in the state, I'm thinking about Beckley, Bluefield. I'm thinking about the the uh, sometimes the, um, the 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 Pocahontas folks, the folks in Greenbrier County, and then along, all there on along the on the mountains. There's where they get the snow, but not in the Huntington Charleston corridor. And uh, Parkersburg area, but uh, uh, the Ohio Valley got hit hard both by cold weather and by snow this week, and uh, you know it's it's been very atypical this year. But hopefully, uh, let's keep our fingers
1: crossed we won't have to fight that battle again this season. It creates all sorts of problems. I've got a short time to tell you a quick story. Uh, we were doing um, weather coverage at the, the television station, our WSAZ in Huntington, and. I was moving my car for one of our live shots. I was going to have our reporter to scrape my windshield to show how much ice was on it. And, of course, there's, you know, benefit to that as well. I wouldn't have to scrape my windshield. <laughs> but um, I was walking back up the street, and I noticed there was this about, you know, two-foot-long by 10-inch-wide just gap in the snow because the street was covered in snow. And I got to look, you uh, know, well, oh, there, there's a hole and um, I stuck a yardstick down in it and didn't hit bottom. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So um, thankfully I didn't step in the <laughs> sinkhole in Huntington. but um, we, we... And, and it had apparently been there for a while, um, you know, over a month apparently we're finding out now. But, um, yeah, we're working on getting that fixed. <laughs> uh, that, that was an interesting little morning there because wow. you just never know what you're going to Face in morning news, the things you don't see on the air, and then sometimes you see some of it on the air. It's just incredible uh, what happens there. But we're not going to get too much into that because you know. And there are
2: bloopers too. No, never, (laughs) never. (laughs) Never. The the, the best part was no one messes up. Best part of if if they were uh, taking
1: your windshield and, and all of a sudden it cracked. Now let's not talk about that. Our three of basketball <laughs> Friday night in West Virginia coming up after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night
5: in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: If you love basketball, there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Nights in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates tonight. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mounds and State, including 103.7, Jack FM, WQWE in and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX and Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106, WHFI, Lindside 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES in Charleston, 950 AM. FM and 1290 AM WVLW in Logan. Light Rock 93R WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton. 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZLB Edmond, Beckley, 101.7 FM WYAPLB in Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington cable subscribers. If you have Network West Virginia, you see us statewide. We're also in the Huntington region on Comcast, Channel 25.
0: Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call eight five five seventy eight 78 hoops That's 855 784 Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores, all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now.
1: Eleven o'clock on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Eppling alongside Joe Linville and Bill Cornwell, happy to have you along here on the program, and we'll get you a full scoreboard in just a moment. I know we've been behind on that um, so, all evening. Yeah, extenuating circumstances. That I know you're. Um, that I know you appreciate at home as well in terms of. Um, you know, we had the governor of West Virginia on, and uh, whenever you get a chance to get the governor on, you. You do. Take advantage uh, of it. You take advantage take, of Well, it. we
2: covered a lot of um, area with him, and it wasn't just basketball, but a lot, most of it all touched on basketball or
1: high school athletics. And we greatly appreciate um, him taking the time to talk with us and Joe for helping to set that up today. Thank you. And, uh, it was easy. You just, you just ask him listen. to be on?
3: Sure, I'll
2: be glad to Well, you. he loves the show, guys. He does. He and, really and does. And I think anytime time we ask him if, he, if he's got the
1: time, he will do it. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's certainly um, still kind of – you know, it, it's humbling when the governor brags on your work publicly. Yeah. And um, you know, that, that 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 holds true in any state, in any country for that matter. Yep. And uh, it's just like I said, we're
2: we have a common interest He loves that.
1: basketball, we, we love, love basketball. basketball. And we can talk basketball all, all day night. All, all night long. <laughs> and uh We'll we'll get you that full scoreboard in a moment. I do want to make sure though. you know you can go on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup. We tweet out all the scores um, every day. That's every day of the week that those get tweeted out. So you definitely want to follow at hoops underscore roundup. You can also go to basketballnight.com to get all those scores as well. And uh, we also always encourage you to send us your scores, send us uh, pictures from your games. We get those up during the breaks. And also videos. And speaking of videos, uh, great game tonight between Man and Lincoln County. I think, in many ways, if you look at that matchup going in, what were the stakes? Well, what what the stakes are for quite frankly most teams in West Virginia, you're trying to win a ball game tonight. Exactly. And and that to me is, um, you know, that's. A big part of what basketball is about in, in this state is it's not and this show we we don't want to highlight just the great teams. I mean we do want to give them credit, obviously, but you know everybody's out there working hard, everybody's doing their best everybody's um, you know you get compelling storylines and like tonight we had a Lincoln County team that came in four and four, a man team that came in. At four and six, and right. Joe Linville, we might have had the best finish of the night. Exactly. I mean, who? Would, you know, I
3: thought it would be a good game. I've seen both these teams play this year, and but man, I tell you what, they had a great game down in down in Man tonight.
1: Well Lincoln County got the win and they did so with a great play from a man named a young man named <laughs> Zeus Ferguson. And we have the video of that which we are going to run right now here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia from our correspondent Bill Lusk. It was a turnaround jumper. From the free throw line, as time expired, you could hear the horn go off. It was a long pass, and Ferguson caught it at the elbow at the right side, turned around, and banked the shot in as time expired. And that is how the visiting Lincoln County Panthers defeated Mann tonight in double overtime. 89-88. I was supposed to have the call of that game tonight. Oh, I
10: was
3: on the schedule and
1: I turned it over to our next caller, uh, Mr. Bush. Uh, so, Nathan, Nathan, so I got to see a great game tonight. Nathan Bush joins us now on the program. And, Nathan, I don't think it matters who you root for in any situation like that. It's difficult to lose those games, but tonight, that's what high school basketball is all about.
9: Oh, definitely. What a great game up in Man and Joe. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> You're I'll welcome. Favorite, that was a good one. But, no, we had a great call, Nick Booth and I, up at Man a game going to double overtime, a game that saw two guys take over the game in the fourth quarter and the first and second overtime. Tanner Walls from Lincoln County had 27 points, and Lincoln County actually trailed by about six or seven in the fourth quarter, and his three-point shots got him back in the game. And Zach took for Man ended up with 40 as he was just on fire the whole game. And it was heartbreaking for the Hillbillies at home. This was the third time they've been beat by Lincoln County this season. And Lincoln County pulls it off with the Christian Leitner-esque catch and shoot at the buzzer. The pass was on target. It was beautifully done and executed. But Ferguson looked like he was surprised that he got the ball, but he put it up and in. And that was his only two points of the season, <laughs> oh, wow, man. Or of the night. Of the night. Excuse me, of the night. Only two points of the night was that shot.
1: Incredible basketball game, incredible finish tonight. in man, as Lincoln gets the or Lincoln County gets the road victory over the Hillbillies, and uh, you mentioned we're man losing for the third time this year to Lincoln County, and I know that is frustrating. And um, you know, I, I have some good friends uh, from from both of those locations actually, and uh, they'll tell you though that when those two schools get together, such as tonight. And they're not neighboring schools necessarily, but they have a lot in common. We'll put it that way. And uh, rural schools that tend to do the best they can and uh, try to do with what they have. And uh, when when they go at it tonight, you've got two schools that are very much alike from two areas that are very similar, and you tend to get good competitive athletic events.
9: Yeah, both teams came out and were pressing each other on both ends. There was a lot of turnovers saw a lot of fouls i think three guys from lincoln county fouled out tonight and they were really getting deep into their bench to put guys on the court and they i know of at least there was at least 20 to 30 overall fouls in the whole game maybe more than that it was a lot of fouls but a lot of tough basketball a lot of kids out there scrambling and scrapping and just playing hard and they really – both teams wanted it. You could tell and you could see it in their eyes. And then when the shot goes in, you see the, the sheer joy and celebration and then the heartbreak for man as they had to see that happen on their home court. But they should really not hang their heads. Played a great basketball game. Um, I, if man – the only thing that may have cost man may have been the free throw shooting. They left a lot of free throws at the line, a lot of points there. But still a great basketball game. No team should be upset with how – how they played, and for Man now, Man l- plays double overtime tonight, and tomorrow morning at ten a.m. they go play in the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. They have Phelps at ten a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah,
3: they don't get a break. You know, they were winless last year, and Coach T.J. Blevins has done a great job turning that Man Hillbilly program around. and And I know those boys are hungry for a win. You know, week in and week
9: out, they are. And I think uh, tomorrow, if they can get their legs back under them, because they looked exhausted tonight. Phelps is going to have a handful because this is a team that I've seen play several times and they really come out and they play hard and they leave it all on the court. And there's not a, a player on that team that doesn't give 100% effort. And Coach Blevins won't accept anything less. He's really done a great job. And the pendulum is on the upswing, as you would say, for man. I think in a couple of years, man's going to be a handful for everybody in that section.
1: Should be a, uh, something to look forward to for the Man Hillbillies and their alums. But tonight, a tough loss to Lincoln County at the buzzer in double overtime, 89-88. Zeus Ferguson with the 15-footer to win it as time expired. Nathan Bush, WVOW, had the call. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I know you had to hang in there with us for a while tonight, and we appreciate that as well.
9: Not a problem. I'll send my cell phone bill to Joe Linville.
1: <laughs> Thanks. You know, we do that too. Um, ironically, you know who else does that is Bo Anderson, but we, you haven't heard us talk about a resident referee tonight. But, but he will be on the program, I promise. In, an, in a
2: new form, but he's, usually he's on the phone, but Bo's in the house tonight. Yeah,
1: well, we will have Bo a little bit later on in the program. You know what, though? We're behind on this. We need to do a Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. And, Bill, we'll let you lead it off with the girls' scores. Okay. As we'll change up the order a little bit. And uh, and, and, and the girls' scores out. have actually really poured in. So we got a lot of
2: girls' scores. Of course, Marshall University, Sports Journalism, BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Uh, first off, uh, Valley Fayette loses to Independence tonight. 49-24 Cameron over Frontier, Ohio, 81-46. Hunting St. Joe. Gets a win over Bullitt uh, County, East Kentucky, 78-58, 26 points for Paige shot, 18 points. Dina Gerald's for the Irish. Uh, Riverview beat uh, Liberty Raleigh, 67-23. It was Fayetteville, 43. Richwood, 31. Uh, James Monroe takes care of Pikeview, 69-63. Tyler Consolidated over Ritchie County, 59-58, close one there. Midland Trail beat uh, Oak Hill, 68-47. Wheeling Central. Uh, Winner over Charleston Catholic, 38-29. Hurricane Falls to Parkersburg, 63-44. It was uh, Notre Dame, Clarksburg-Notre Dame beating South Harrison, 54-34. Van beats Peyton City, 43-21. That was in the West Virginia Hometown Invitational Tournament. Uh, Lawrence County, uh, Kentucky Bulldogs over the Tulsa Rebels tonight, 42-38. Woodrow Wilson falls to Cabell Midland out at the castle this evening, 50-48. It was Hampshire beating uh, Allegheny, Maryland, 65-54. Morgantown a winner tonight over University, 51-42. Parkersburg Catholic over Williamstown, 77-62. And finally, it is Work County falling to St.
1: Mary's in the St. Mary's Invitational, 59-21. Boys scores tonight. We may have them all, but because I can tell you right now, that Wayne Herbert Hoover game has been moved to tomorrow night. That's one that we were looking for. So we need Braxton County, Gilmer County. We need something on that. That's the only one left. Here are the scores that we have, though, tonight on the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com. Boys Basketball Scoreboard Greenbrier West defeats Tigers Valley 62-52. Pocahontas County is now 10-1. The Warriors beat Work County tonight. It was Ritchie County defeating Doddridge County 75-69. Ambassador Christian defeats Phelps Kentucky 60-50 in the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. Those first three games, by the way, part of the hometown Invitational. Also, Hatfield-McCoy shootout. Wyoming East 7-2 after an 87-41 victory over the Tulsa Rebels. Scott defeats Sheldon Clark, Kentucky tonight. 79-46 79-46 the final in that one. Mingo Central picks up a 20-point win over Johnson Central, Kentucky. 66-46. Miners beat the Eagles tonight in the Hatfield-McCoy shootout. And they are currently at the end of the third quarter. Believe Academy leading Tug Valley 57-43. to Other games that are final tonight. It was Madonna falling at home to Subinville Catholic Central Ohio, 72-46 the final on that one. The Magnolia Blue Eagles defeat Payton City in a, Valley, in a excuse me, in a Wetzel County showdown. Final score of that one, 75-56. Oak Glen, 58, East Liverpool, Ohio 50 was the final there. North Marion picks up a two-point win over Liberty Harrison. 51-49, tight game tonight, but North Marion gets the win. The Chapmanville Regional Tigers get 24 points from Robina Killen and Drew Williamson with 20 points tonight, as well as the Tigers defeat Nitro 73-63. It was Brooke picking up a 65-55 win over Weir tonight. Berkeley Springs beats Petersburg, 77-69. Bridgeport goes to 9-2. Philip Barber loses for just the second time this year, 83-70. The Indians go into Philippi and get the win. Also tonight by Canada Upshur, defeats Robert C. Bird. Final score, 67-51 in that one. Clay County over Calhoun County, 67-35. It was Oak Hill going to 8-0. Another close game for the Red Devils and another win. For that ball club, 61-59 the final. East Fairmont goes to 9-2. The Bees swarm Elkins tonight, final of 63-53. It was Fairmont Senior going to a perfect 11-0 on the season as the Polar Bears beat Lincoln tonight, 74-42. Summers County picks up a 70-55 win over Fayetteville. Grafton beats Preston, 57-52. Hedgesville beats Spring Mills, 59-58. That game Closer than what many would have expected. Cameron defeats 177 77-31. Mercer Christian over Independence tonight, 60-55. Washington beats Jefferson, 60-48. Wheeling Park over John Marshall, 57-54. Gunnar Thompson goes over 1,000 career points for the Monarch. Seeing the loss. It was Riverview defeating Liberty Raleigh, 70-60. Lincoln County in double overtime on a Zeus Ferguson 15-foot bank shot at the buzzer beats Man, 88-87. Logan defeats Winfield tonight at the Willie Acres Arena, 62-53 the final in that one. Musselman surprises Martinsburg tonight, 74-58. Appleman get the home win, their seventh consecutive win. Midland Trail defeats Sherman tonight, 56-54, as Will Hensley had 20 points for the Tide in that one. It was Montcalm defeating Eastern Montgomery, 62-44 the final. Princeton picks up a 51-45 victory over Mount View tonight. Parkersburg South goes to 9-1 with a 57-50 victory over Warren Local, Ohio. James Monroe, 75. Pikeview 60 final in that one. Mavericks now 6-4. Ravenswood beats Point Pleasant. The Red Devils a perfect 10-0 with an 80-44 road victory. Parkersburg, 85. Ripley, 36 final in that one. Webster County beats Roan County, 76-64. It was Shady Spring falling to Bluefield. Bluefield gets the win. The Beavers 7-2 with a 74-65 victory over the Tigers. And Tucker County 6-6 with a 75-46 win at home over Pendleton County. And also a final Believe Academy defeats Tug Valley 74-54. Excuse me, 74-64, 74-64, I believe Academy defeats Tug Valley. That was in the Hatfield-McCoy shootout in Williamson. That is your check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. All right, take <laughs> That's a, a lot breath. of scores, man, well, I'm telling you. Much. When we come back, we'll have Craig Dutton, WRRR in St. Mary's. We'll also have our resident referee, Bo Anderson, in a moment. We'll get him settled in. And a little bit later on, we certainly hope to hear from the cause As Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network.
5: Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepared to thrive in an exciting, growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage makes sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree your passion curiosity and charisma coupled with marshall university sports journalism training will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry so bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes ears and life of the game to our huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd we will teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu sojmc. We want you to become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Follow us on Twitter. We'll make sure to mention your name tonight, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us your team's score. Give us your comments on the game, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Big shout-out to Frenton Barnhart, Jared Schweitzer, Winfield Boys Basketball. They're now a part of our Twitter family, at hoops underscore roundup.
5: This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling.
1: The on the program here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia as we go through basketball games all across the great state of West Virginia on this. Unseasonably warm, because it's above <laughs> freezing right now. Friday night, at least in the greater Huntington area. Of course, again, our program hosted out of the WMUL studios and the television studio within the Morris University uh, Department of Journalism, School of Journalism, Mass Communications, and certainly appreciate them uh, allowing us the space to disseminate this program to the masses. So uh, there's no excuse for anyone not to be able to listen. And, of course, the 20 great radio stations that have been with us for Um, We continue to add them, obviously, but um, several have been with us since almost the very beginning uh, of this adventure five years ago, and now we reach 1.3 million potential listeners um, who can just turn on the radio and listen to this program every Friday night for three hours, and we hope to help you kind of escape from uh, anything that might be troubling you because we're here to celebrate basketball. We're here to celebrate high school basketball in West Virginia. It's something that we all enjoy. You know what else I have fun with? I enjoy saying W <laughs> er, R R R it, it's not because I- it's just it's <laughs> such a missed branding opportunity. Sorry, Scott Northcraft. But um, <laughs> it's okay though. Uh, Craig Dutton joins us now on the program. He is with ninety three R Light Rock in Saint Mary's. He yeah, had the Tower Consolidated Ritchie County girls game tonight. Craig, you just continue your uh, mid Ohio Valley uh, uh, kind of excursion it, here, right?
17: Pretty much. I, I've seen every single girls team now in Region 2 after seeing Ritchie County tonight. Uh, Coach David McCullough was hoping, you know, if Rick was there, he's wanting to he want me to say hi to him for him. But I know Rick must have been busy coaching tonight. Yeah, uh, right. But I, <laughs> it's a busy time right now. There's good weather. Let's get these basketball games. <laughs> so, um, that's about where we're at right now. And Ritchie County tonight was looking to take advantage of this. Both teams came in five and seven, and they were just cold shooting all night. And Tyler Consolidate has much of a ten-point to eleven-point lead there. I think third and fourth period, and then finally, and you know, we saw the young ladies in um, oh, um Abby Hot and Cassie Tallman for Ritchie County start to get hot from the guard positions, and they scored every single point in that second half for Ritchie County, all but two free throws by sophomore Andrea Kirk. So Ritchie County was in a situation where they came back on Tyler Consolidated, and the Knights were kind of forced into a situation. Then Amanda Reynolds took control, got some shots to go. Final possession for Tyler Consolidated was a missed shot by Josie Jones right there. The ball could have gone anywhere, as Coach Piccolo was telling me, and went right into the hands of Jolie Walton. She puts it up off the glass with one second left. Clock runs out. Game's over 59-58 tonight. And that open discussion for everyone in Section 2 again, it's an open game. And I think tomorrow's game for Ritchie County at home, if they can come out and get a win over Magnolia, that opens all the discussion again on who's your best team. But still, right now, it's Magnolia. Then it's a mess from 2 to 4. And then you have Peyton City between St. Mary's, Tyler, and Ritchie. There's still a lot of games to be played between them. And then, like David Hall said earlier from Mix 100, I I was calling the game for Tyler and Williamstown last night. Williamstown. That Region Four is looking good right now. Down south, uh, there, I, I feel probably, if not, not a contender. They're at least going to have someone in the state title game from that Class A Region Four because everyone's playing great ball south of Parkersburg, down all the way to Tug Valley and that part of single and boys boys ball.
1: (laughs) You know, and and, and Craig, and I'll I'll let Bill jump in with you in a second, I always enjoy from the outside looking in at at a section like that and a region such as that, where I'm not looking at who's a state contender necessarily, I'm looking at a balanced region (laughs) that anybody can get out of.
17: It's it's really unbalanced up here. <laughs> right here. Section two is in a rebuilding process. Tyler is probably your Tyler Boys is your most competitive team, and I feel if they want to get out, their best hope is they got to win section two and hope they get Cameron at least. You know, Cameron Boys at, and bring them down to Tyler, which. You know, that would be a better situation for them trying to play Cameron down there instead of having to go play at Wheeling Central. So, which I feel Wheeling Central right now is your best team in girls and boys in Region 1. You know, it just trying to, it's just trying to get the first place and host whoever's going to be back up. And it looks like Cameron girls might even be uh, the other team in the girls section. It might be your number two right now in, Re- in Section 1, Region 1. But like you guys said, it, it's a very tough season. I've been calling games the last two nights. Tomorrow I have PA for the St. Mary's Invitational final day at St. Mary's High School. It's funny, the boys' and girls' consolation at one thirty three thirty is Work County Frontier in both of those games. And then the boys' championship is South Harrison-St. Mary's. And then a good girls' matchup with Cameron and St. Mary's at 7.30. So that might tell me a little bit more about where the girls' direction is going.
2: Craig, uh, Bill Cornwell here. Uh- Tyler yes. consolidated. Man, they did, They probably had both a smile and sigh of relief tonight. When you look at what they—they <laughs> they, they, they literally had not won a game in a month
17: since Williamstown in December twenty-second. You're right. Both teams had losing streaks heading into tonight. Richie had a three-game skid, and Tyler had a five-game skid, and Kathy Boggs had a big sigh of relief tonight, getting that victory <laughs> because she feels her girls can do a lot more. She threw in freshmen tonight. She was so worried. About throwing a young girl by Eden Turner in there to play Josie Jones spot, and they have Josie Jones play like a—I don't know—it was a very aggressive three-two zone. She said I thought it was the box and one, but they were playing Cassie Tallman and Hot you know, guarding them very tightly tonight. And if you got those two leaders in trouble, it, it forced a lot of turnovers trying to throw inside in the post. Which you have—you're still very inexperienced for Ritchie County, and that's going to be tough tomorrow because you got a young post player in Kendra Pilot, Matty Winters, coming in for Magnolia. But it, It's hard to tell what to expect from that, but you're right. I, I think Tyler Consolidated is happy with this win tonight. It throws him back in discussion again on the sectional because it was getting worrisome there. They might have dropped even down to three or four seed. They could even see it as high as two now if they get some more wins under their belt.
1: Craig Dutton, WRRR in St. Mary's, throat lozenges. Necessary. Oh my. <laughs> I plenty mean, of them. I'm going to have to have
17: plenty of them. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'll tell you what, it might surprise you next week. I meant to message you, but I think Scott Northcraft and at least myself, we were thinking about maybe swinging by next week to you guys and maybe just seeing how the operations were going. <laughs> hey,
1: come on down. We've, we've made some changes since you were here
17: last. I know, I know. I really enjoyed that last year. I just, I just enjoy seeing how everything is done with you guys and even Fred upstairs. It's impressive. Yeah, he was on (laughs) the
3: air what uh, two minutes, and he made the he uh, made the network (laughs) (laughs) West Virginia promo. Yes.
17: Still? i know it, yeah uh, they, they, i even talked to them guys after that and they get i said did you guys really have to put me on the promo and then i, I laughed about it they laughed about it too <laughs> well, what craig also
1: didn't realize is that when he came in here to visit we put him to work yes. like on the spot like, that's i guess we will be put to work that's how that's how we do things around here craig always A looking forward outbreak. hey looking forward to it next week so, yeah don't bring us anything like that next week but no um, no i will not i've been yeah. lucky all season i don't want that to happen now yeah there you go hey look forward to it craig Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful night. Uh, thanks, you too. you too. That's Craig W R R R in St. Mary's. Let's quickly go right back to the phones to Jordan Mount. He has been speaking of someone who might need a break. Now, Jordan, <laughs> have you been busy. doing public address he, he, for all these games tonight at the uh, Williamson Fieldhouse? I actually,
18: guys, uh, the, first, uh, the first few games I was doing public address and then the past two games I was doing play-by-play on uh, WXCC 96.5 <laughs> out of uh, Pikeville. So I've been talking wow. all evening, and,
3: and,
1: and there's even insane. more games tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> you know, and the throat is something you can't just, like, ice down and, like, be ready to go the next day. you like. got
2: to get him a Sam's Club size of Ludens or, or Halls. Hot tea <laughs> and lemon. Yeah.
1: Well, you know,
18: uh, I've kind of been blessed. Uh, my mother for- made me do uh, piano and voice lessons from the time I've been five years <laughs> old. So,
3: uh, and this kid's yeah, got a that, cool that, Kind
18: of, learned, kind of helped me as far as uh, conditioning the throat and conditioning the, the learning to speak from the chest, so to
1: speak. Outstanding. And, Jordan, that's all we had for you tonight. Thanks for calling. up on. we going to give you some advice on – no. Uh, a, a, a day full of basketball, though, at the Williamson Fieldhouse. We talked with Mark Witt about um, the matchups that were taking place throughout the day today and tomorrow as well. Uh, just tell me from your perspective uh, some of the things you saw, some of the things you took away from today's uh, from today's contest.
18: Well, you know, guys, it was a great day full of basketball. Uh, a lot of good teams uh, came to play today. Uh, a lot of West Virginia teams saw a lot of Kentucky teams that I wasn't familiar with. Um, already got to see uh, quite a few teams, especially from the local area, Mingo Central, Tug Valley. Uh, let's see, also we've got Logan playing tomorrow. We've got Belfry playing tomorrow, local teams as well. Phelps High School played today. All great games, great games. And it just really shows how much basketball talent is in the area here, Uh, not only just in West Virginia but, you know, eastern Kentucky as well. It's just a great matchup, great tournament, and uh, really brings out a lot of rivalries that a lot of these schools don't get to necessarily play because there is that state line in between the two schools.
1: Jordan Mounts, who has been working the Hatfield-McCoy shootout in Williamson in a variety of manners and is always a big part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks so much for taking the time out to talk with us tonight and enjoy the games tomorrow.
18: Absolutely, guys. Uh, Good. Thanks for having
3: me on.
1: All right. I was going to say Jordan. He, he was talking about his mom there. She
3: actually Jordan. You know, when his younger career a couple years ago helped me do a, a the play by the color guy that was supposed to help me wasn't available. Fred recommended Jordan Mounts. I was so impressed with this young man because you know he's still in school uh, but does a
1: great job on the PA and on radio. You know what I discovered this summer? What's that? He and I have the same allergist. <laughs> All right, well, you're just there for the point. Like, ah, Jordan, how you doing? And for those who aren't aware of the geography of things, right. where Jordan lives and where I live aren't anywhere near each other. No. So it's a small little world that we live in. We'll stop aside, take a break, come back with the power ratings. And our resident referee will be in studio. Maybe. A little bit later on, cause time and our poll question. We've got a lot to do in short time to do it. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball
5: Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network
6: every friday night from nine to midnight we're the home for high school basketball in the mountain state this is basketball friday night in west virginia don't forget you've got till 11 15 more minutes to answer the poll question The question is, should technical fouls in high school be handled more closely like they are handled in college basketball? Give us your vote, yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. You'll see the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the results with you at the end of the show. Congratulations tonight to Deja Busby, Sherman Lady Todd. She is the latest standout athlete of the week. If you've got someone remarkable on your team, made an outstanding play, did something great in the community, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community and volunteer work every Friday night we select a standout athlete of the week head over to our website basketballnight.com click on the standout athlete of the week tab fill out the nomination form we'll take it from there we want you to nominate your team's athletes also we want you to send pictures to us if you're watching right now all those pics sent in to us from fans teams coaches proud parents send them to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup shout out to some of our newest followers this week West Virginia Blue Gold Little Shots David Sharp, Lisa Sharp and Todd Ryan
5: Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell,
1: Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. And Marcus Constantino, <laughs> right? All, all of the above and Marcus As We are back here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Uh, we'll get you a full scoreboard in a moment. But uh, first, we want to check on the power ratings, and Marcus is here with them.
0: And we've got some shakeups in the power ratings this time around. The BasketballNight.com power ratings—you uh, can check them out, of course, online at BasketballNight.com. Uh, starting in Triple A. Boys AAA, Parkersburg South hanging in at number one with a 9-1 record. University is 9-0. They move up one spot to number two. Woodrow Wilson falls one. They're 8-1 at number three. The Capital Cougars go up one spot uh, to number four. And Huntington is 5-3. They move up one into the number five spot. Moving on into boys AA. Fairmont Senior is 11-0 at number one. Chapmanville hanging in at number two. Bluefield is seven and two. They move up one to number three. Oak Hill drops one. They're eight zero oh at number four. Bridgeport jumps up four spots. Uh, they're nine and two. Indians are at number five. On to boys single A basketball Boys power ratings. Willing Central Catholic moves up one spot uh, to number one. The uh, the Maroon Knights are nine and one. The Ravenswood Red Devils drop one spot. They're ten and zero oh. and number two Valley Fayette. The Greyhounds are 7-0 at number 3. Tug Valley moves up 1. They're 5-3 at number 4. Notre Dame also moving up 1. They're 6-3 And uh, at number 5. Moving on to the girls basketballnight.com girls power ratings. Uh, the Greenbrier East um, is 10-0. They're number 1. Uh, Buckhannon Upshur is 12-1 at number 2. Parkersburg is 9-2 and at number 3. Cabell Midland. Is eleven and two, and number four, and Spring Valley moving into the top five. They're at seven and three. On to girls double A shake up here with North Marion moving into the number one spot. Uh, they're ten and one. Wyoming Geese drops one to number two. Uh, the Lady Warriors are eight and one on the season. Fairmont Senior hanging in at number three. Sissonville at number four, and the Wayne Pioneers at number five. Onto the girls' single A basketball.net.com power ratings: Tucker County is 10 and 0 at number one. St. Joe seven and five is number two. Parkersburg Catholic is 13 and 0 at number three. Willing Central Catholic. It's 12-1 at number four. Cameron Dragons are 12-1, and one, and that's good for number five, and that's the BasketballNight.com power ratings. You can see all 124 teams over at BasketballNight.com.
1: Thank you very much, Marcus. and Instead of a full scoreboard, because there are just so many games, uh, Joe, I'll ask you now while we have a chance, any scores that have stuck out to you at this point?
3: Um, that Lincoln-County yeah, Lincoln game we talked about earlier, I mean – Big surprise there. It was a high-scoring game, even though it went to double overtime. Uh, you know, a lot of close scores tonight. Uh, Winfield uh, played Logan very tight, even though it ended up being about a 10-point game. Winfield was in that game right down to, you know, within just about three minutes to go in the game. And uh, Chat- or Nitro played Chapmanville very well tonight. And, of course, that game you know, kind of spread out there in the end as well.
1: You know, I need, to, I need to dish out a technical file right now. Oh, no. I need, I need to get... One, what is one thing, one thing you learn in television or video-related media? Don't walk in front of the camera. Bo?
3: I was going to say. <laughs> you, you walk, walk in directly the in front of... Camera. I did. I give you all the time.
1: <laughs> yep, so, you get a technical... I've been waiting for five years to do that, to do that. and finally I had an opportunity. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, is literally our resident referee tonight. He is in studio with us tonight. Fortunately, Bo had a, a local game, so not he was in the area. He was able to come in and join us in the studio tonight. And uh, Bo, uh, sometimes if you just open the floor to anything that you've come across here the past week or so that maybe uh, maybe isn't something that you would see every day?
19: Well, not really. I mean, things have just uh, kind of been going around, you know, along usual. I've had several um, overtime games and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of close games, including the game I had tonight. Um, Nothing stands out, you know, major. Um, There's still a a misunderstanding, uh, and and it doesn't have anything to do, it has to do with the rules, uh, with the official – a bookkeeper wearing the striped shirt. Now, we're in the second year or the third year of this, yeah. and I still have to get people to put their shirts on, and they say, we haven't had to do it, and they don't understand that wearing the striped shirt is not optional. It's mandatory. It's a rule. And I don't know. The only thing that I've talked to some people about and figured out is is that I think a way to get the striped shirt on the scorekeeper is if we have a technical foul and that is charged Ooh. to that team. And I bet you if we shot a couple of shots a couple of times, everybody get their striped shirt. On.
3: There
2: will be a coach just like, you put it on now.
19: Yes. <laughs> you yes. know,
3: I've seen some officials actually allow the official scorekeepers to lay the shirt in front of the scores uh, table, in front I have of too. Them. and th- that I blame on the officials. Yeah,
19: that's it, got to be worn. And I tell you what, uh, our crew has done, uh, my individual crew, we have got, uh, we went out and bought from our own money a penny, a striped shirt penny that anybody can wear. And we bring that to us at every game. And if they say, well, we don't have our striped shirt or we can't find it, we got one for you. We'll be right back. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we're kind of trying to cure that. Uh, But everybody needs to understand that is the rule. You must have your striped shirt on. And they don't understand that – It gets us in trouble if they're not wearing it because it's our job to make sure it's done. And, you know, uh, the head offices uh, of the states that I work for, you know, they could take games away. They could not have you for tournaments. There's a lot of things that can happen. And we're not really the bad guys. We're just enforcing the rules like we try to do on the floor.
1: Well, unfortunately, with the week that we've had from a weather standpoint, many games postponed. I ask you as an official it's one thing to just get the two teams on the same night to play somebody has to officiate the game
19: oh yeah you're you're never you're very fortunate whenever you're uh, having this kind of bad weather to get the same crew that you've had Um, you know I've got one that is being made up and I'm actually gonna be able to do it some not not so lucky. Um I'm telling you I'm looking at my emails every five minutes because the assigners are looking at any open date and saying, hey, he's open on that date. There's your game and so you gotta get on there and accept it. So every time the my phone dings I say, Uh oh <laughs> it may be some type of uh situation. And I've got an odd one tomorrow where I'm actually uh uh, the assigners work together, and we actually have switched games tomorrow from one game that I was going to do to another uh, for a certain reason of um, the other official. And uh, so we're uh, you know we're working a different game than we're going to. But it's it's a nightmare. It's a scheduling nightmare, uh, and you struggle to get them all in, uh, and it makes it very tough. And people, the last thing people think about is the officiating, and you know. <laughs> I mean, even though I am one, if you don't have officials out on the court, it's going to be hard to have a game. Uh,
1: and I'll ask you this, too, from, from that standpoint of, of cohesiveness. Officials are individuals in terms of you don't have a set team of officials that go call games together all the time. Um, you've been around long enough, though, that you've worked with many of them uh, before, But how long does it take to get comfortable with your other fellow officials on the floor?
19: Well, you know, this is my 35th year, so most of the guys I know. There's not hardly anybody that I don't work with that I don't know. And uh, I normally, about 90% of my games, I work with the same crew um but uh you know i know most of the guys now there's a few new ones that come into the bunch and you know you got to talk to them before the game and we got to see if make sure we're on the same page and uh you know then then there's always uh some you know people that have not worked at that level that are Some guys are even having to work a few games at that level because there's nobody else to work them. And I encourage, if anybody out there wants to become a basketball official, (laughs) I encourage you to come and take our class or the class in your area because we really need some more people, and this is a prime example of that.
1: And especially this time of year, our resident referee, Bo Anderson. We thank you for coming in studio with us tonight. We appreciate what you provide to this program every week.
19: Hey, I really enjoy it. Uh, I would have been in the car listening to it or at home listening to it, and I listen to it, you know, as much as I can, and I, I enjoy doing it,
1: and I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, this is one way to not be on hold forever. That's <laughs> Bo Anderson, our resident referee. We'll step aside take our final break. We'll come back with our poll question, cause time, and wrap things up. here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network.
5: Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
6: Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night Scoreboard. Special thanks to all of our affiliates. Sudden Links Network West Virginia statewide. And, of course, we're on cable in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25, RSN Sports, on their Facebook page. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7, Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX, in Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Nights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley. And 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station, FM WMUL in Huntington. Thank you for joining us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Go to BasketballNight.com. Find all the ways to interact with the show next week.
5: Stay up-to-date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia
1: with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It is 1146 on the program. We've let... Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, stick around for this segment as well as we get ready to wrap things up here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Once again, I'm Ryan Epling, alongside Bill Cornwell. Bo Anderson is with us as well. Joe Linville is in the studio with us. And joining us now is Kyle Powers. Kyle has our basketballnight.com poll question.
14: I do. So I'm going to repeat from last week's poll question. Should technical fouls in high school be handled more closely than they
1: are handled in college basketball? said yes, and 38% of the voters said no. Now, what that question was really encompassing was, um, in college basketball, you go to where the stoppage in play was, and then you resume play um, after the technical foul, whereas in high school, if you are assessed the technical, the other team gets the ball. Okay. Um, so this week's going to be, should high school basketball
14: adopt women's college basketball rules for shooting two shots after the fifth foul in a quarter and resetting team fouls each quarter? If you want to cast your vote, head over to basketballnight.com to do that. And it'll be up till next week at 11.45 p.m., if I'm not
1: mistaken. Yes, that is correct. All right. well, thank you very much, Kyle. You stay right there for right now, and we'll get you out of here in a moment. But first off... Uh, bill with that poll question uh, girls uh, women 's college basketball adopted that uh, team fouls and, and free throws, and maybe you do it at four because of the length of quarters for right. high school, but uh, it seems to make the uh games flow better it, it does make the uh,
2: the flow a bit better, and of course it kind of takes uh occasionally a tough uh, decision out of the official's hands was was it in the act of shooting was it not
1: act of shooting you don't have to worry about it you just go up and you you just shoot the two and uh of course uh bo that would be a another big drastic change for you guys if that were and, and there's not even i don't know if there's any talk of this but sometimes things do filter down
19: uh well it it was mentioned in a little uh uh questionnaire uh, that uh, you voted on before but um I'm I'm not big into making a lot of changes. Uh, it's hard enough for the for the teams to get used to what we're doing now. Um, I like it at seven and one and one, two on the tenth. Um, and I, you know, I, I that's just my preference. I'm sure there's other opinions, but I, I like to keep things pretty much the way they are because it's tough enough with all the rules that we have.
1: Yeah, and to me, the lack of uniformity between college and high school rules and I understand why many of them are different but I would just like to see some aspects of them be a little bit more close uh, because the games are just played completely different at this point and you know that's fine but that's just personal opinion there are certain things that you can look at each other and, and pick out best practices so to speak
19: well we we have had a few changes uh that has kind of filtered down from the college level in the past uh, the seven and ten was actually started in the college level um our um uh, speaking of mechanics are three-man switching uh started at the college level uh and th- th- there are several things that we have uh, molded a little bit out of but high school basketball is not college basketball and the rules are not the same and the you know the high school teams have to go with what they have as opposed to college doing all their recruiting so you know some of our rules are geared towards uh the kids abilities to be able to do what they can do
1: absolutely and Right now, let's go back to the phones. Our, one of our favorite times of the program. We actually like all the programs, so it's not like we have a one designated favorite time. But,
3: but we finish up with. We always
1: appreciate from the Martinsburg Journal joining us now on the program, Rick Kozlowski. It is cause time.
2: He is West Virginia's most interesting man. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and this is always the signal, guys. The weekend is here when it's cause time. Absolutely. It truly is here.
1: Rick, welcome to the program. Well, that's, that's,
16: well, that's because, and you get that because. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, because unlike certain legislative people who are ready to shut down the government i always shut down this show <laughs> you hey, do.
1: that is true you bring it to a halt <laughs> all right now we have uh you know about eight i'm the minutes. original baby uh, that's right you've, you've been on this program <laughs> since just about the very beginning and um you know we've got a rare opportunity here where we have our resident referee bo anderson in studio so rick if you want to light him up go ahead
19: <laughs> I think he's afraid I, I, I he might yeah. get ejected.
16: <laughs> you wow. ever you know, I might have a, I'm, i might have a technical question.
1: <laughs> I'm ready, but
16: I could I could I could.
1: I could talk officiating with Bo. I used to officiate. Uh, see, there you go. It's a small little world out there. and uh,
19: wh- Well, Kaz and I have had some pretty good conversations since I uh, started uh, meeting him uh, whenever I saw him at the state tournament a couple years ago when I was working it. and uh, So we've, we've gotten to talk a little bit about uh, refereeing and about the game and, uh, and uh, have enjoyed my uh, time talking with Kaz about uh, when he refereed and what things are like now. and you know, it, It's a little different.
16: Absolutely, I think, uh, I don't know, Bo, are you, are you strictly doing high school games or, are you, or do you do some other things? Because I wonder how difficult it is, you know, when you were talking earlier about the different rules at different levels of play between the men and women, in the college. How do you keep that stuff straight if you're, <laughs> if you're an official who's doing, you know, games every night of the week and not necessarily all at the same level?
19: Well, some guys do, and I, I have done that in the past, and now I just do high school games, but I did have to keep up with both. There, There's... There's a lot of differences now. At one time, there wasn't as many differences, guys, but now there's, there's a lot. So the guys that do do both, it's very difficult for them. Uh, and the other tough thing that's difficult is uh, the fans see the things on TV for college and think, hey, that's the way it is in high school too, and they're totally wrong.
16: <laughs> well, you know that no matter what call you make, of the people are going to be happy with you, and the other 50% think you're the worst man in stripes that ever existed.
19: Well, sometimes in my case, it might be 100% that don't like me. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'll, that's all a possibility. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, you just have to go out and do your game. And, uh, and, you know, I just work my game
1: as usual. And they either like it or they don't. That's just the way the ball bounces. Now, now I, I do want to interject here because we do want to talk about Musselman and Martinsburg but in a moment. I want to ask Bo this question quickly, and, and Rick can answer this as well. Have you ever had to kick a journalist out of a game?
19: No, I, I haven't had to go that far. Um, we've had a couple of close calls with clock keepers and bookkeepers that decided that they wanted to be uh, cheering for their teams instead of uh, being like we are, impartial. And uh, you know that that becomes tough. A couple of times but no, no no journalist uh no, I haven't I haven't had that and hope I never do.
1: <laughs> Rick, did you ever have to kick one out when you were in officiating? officiating? Uh,
16: no one ever no, there was, I don't think I've ever uh, a journalist
1: <laughs> had any of the games like I like
16: officiated.
3: Have you <laughs> ever been kicked but, out but, of a game?
16: <laughs> you no, know, I've
3: never been kicked
16: out of a game. <laughs> no, I can tell you though, there have been times when I've loved to, when I would have loved to have uh, ejected some fans. Yeah, uh, I think I think we can all uh, agree with with that. Uh, I know officials aren't supposed to have rabbit ears; aren't supposed to hear the stuff going on. But sometimes it happens. I remember one time I was officiating the game, and team was pressing in the back court, and kid was in the opposite lane, and this woman is screaming at me, three seconds, three seconds, three seconds, (laughs) he's he's in the lane. And so the ball goes out of bounds. uh, Martin near where she is sitting, fortunately for me. So she's yelling again, why don't you call three seconds? So I turned around looked at her said, if he's in the lane on the other end of the floor, I'll call three seconds down there. Up here, he's all right. <laughs> her, mouth, her, well, mouth, her mouth dropped wide open, and I think I was last you heard of her for a season. <laughs> hey, hey, Rick, I would
19: have told her that's on page 1500 of the fans' manual, is where that belongs. at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, all right, Rick, big win tonight for Muscleman as they defeat Martinsburg by double figures at home.
16: Uh, I was kind of uh, following that game uh, via Twitter because, uh, as I mentioned last week, I I kind of had a commitment to my wife. being This this was our 33rd wedding anniversary.
1: Congratulations. Congratulations, Congratulations, absolutely.
16: Well, thank you. Thank you, guys.
1: And spending it with Uh, us.
16: And (laughs) And I was...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah, yeah.
16: Anyway,
19: was <laughs> life in
1: Perspective there, real quick, didn't we?
16: <laughs> I was a little bit stunned to see that score, uh, but Muslim is there's something going on with that team that I, I, I think it's one of those intangible kinds of things. It's basically a whole new team outside of uh, Jake Stevens, who was uh, signed to play at Virginia Military, six nine inside player but it's basically a whole new team from last year and lots of unknown people and they have played i think like five games where they have won by one point or gone into overtime that's a character kind of
17: uh,
16: and they've done it uh, a lot of times on the road as well so certainly they've been in some difficult situations and i think that builds confidence and they're just carrying through with it. I know last week when I saw them play Hedgesville, uh, Jake was kind of held in check, but there was a kid uh, whose name Cameron Williams. I'm not sure anybody knew who he was. He comes away with 20 points, played a fantastic game, and I'm looking at this team thinking, you know, there's something, something special ab- ab- about them. You know, it's just kind of one of those chemistry things, you know, the things you can't necessarily look at statistically,
14: you
16: know, just, just statistically. it's You know, sometimes it's not necessarily the team that has the most talent, How they get to how they get together, how they get along, and, you know, how they play together.
1: Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Always a pleasure, Rick.
16: As it is for me
1: and once again yeah and once again uh, happy anniversary yep. uh to you as well 33 years congratulations on that and then, guys, we're gonna have to wrap things up here. Bill, your final thoughts from tonight? I'm actually busy in a fast going
2: three hours, and uh, hopefully, the weather is broken, and we're not going to worry anymore about these delays, and we're going to get back on schedule and just enjoy some basketball. Joe, basketball moves
3: on. We got the West Virginia hometown Invitational kicked off this weekend. You got the Hatfield McCoy. Uh, Tournament that finishes up tomorrow. A lot of great games. Get out and support your local high school teams. Yeah,
1: we want to thank Coach Tom Wamsley of the Tigers Valley Boys basketball team. He's also the vice president of the West Virginia Hometown Invitational. Kind enough to send us this program uh, for the Hometown Invitational Tournament. As uh, we, we certainly do appreciate being uh, involved in uh, and helping to spread the word on that. That'll do it for this edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. For Marcus Constantino, Kyle Powers, Luke Creasy, Bo Anderson, and the entire crew behind the scenes, I'm Ryan Uphling. Good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports
15: Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved.